on my business card, I am a corporate president. In my mind, I am a game developer. But in my heart, I am a gamer. I remember the first video game I ever played. It was Pong, and I loved it. My first creation was a baseball game. I don't think anyone can say it has bad graphics because it has no graphics. <laughs> Gameplay was represented by only by numbers. But when I saw my friend playing that game and having fun, it made me feel proud. To me, this was a source of energy and passion. At that passion for games, began to blossom, I think my life course was set. Welcome, everybody, to episode 208 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Eric. Corey. Uh, no Will again this week. Will actually called in sick this week. Um, under the weather. Under the weather. Uh, tried calling sick to work, and that didn't quite work out for him. But I'm a little under the weather, uh-huh. so if I sound different, that's why, and I'm going to try not to cough. Sounds but good. But I've got that tickle yeah. in the throat. Yep. That's annoying. Yeah. Um. We also might sound different because I'm recording the episode on a different computer on a, like, seven, maybe eight-year-old laptop. Nice. So we'll see how that goes. High-tech stuff um, around here. Yeah, I already had to turn the vol- recording volume down to 3% recording volume because it was just recording <laughs> way too loud. So it's a Bush-era laptop. It's, yeah, it is Bush-era laptop. It's going gonna, it's gonna, to, uh, you know, sound different, no doubt. Uh, our episode for today is... We're going to be talking about our favorite games from the first half of the year uh, in no particular order, so you won't uh, get a little preview to our, our Thummies episode at the end of the year. Um, although I've kind of already said what my favorite game of the year is so far, but it might have changed since last week. I was wondering. a little context to our intro, Dan. Yeah. Um, but yeah, before we even start any of that, uh, we wanted to talk a little bit about... Uh, Nintendo President Iwata, uh, for those of you that don't know, he passed away last weekend. Was it the Friday or Saturday? Saturday? Was it Saturday? I think, I we, think, found, it was, I think we found out about it on Sunday, but it happened yeah, on Saturday. Yeah, Saturday in Japan, they announced something Sunday night kind of thing. Yeah, because um, Eric texted all of us. I was, like, out of the loop all day. I had I couldn't pay any attention to, to game news because we were at my parents and swimming and whatnot, so... Eric texts us later on, and sure enough, you know, we looked all that up, and uh, I was legitimately sad about it. Yeah. Um, I usually don't about, like, celebrity deaths unless it was someone I was really, like, you know, really into. Uh, I'm just usually like, oh, that's that stinks. But I was legitimately sad about uh, Nintendo President Iwata's passing. 
Well, it's oh. also because he's a character, you know. I yep. I kind of felt the same way about Iwata as I did with Steve Jobs. Okay, uh, yeah. I think they're two totally different types of people, but they have such a personality and character behind them yeah. that you can relate to them more personally than blank slate CEO, right? A B C D, you know. Yeah, and not just that, but you know, Nintendo uh, more so than anyone else, uh, you know, brings brings people joy, you know, um, video game wise joy, you know, like their stuff's fun you know and and he's the reason for a lot of it you know so that's that's another i mean it's kind of the same thing with with steve jobs you know he a lot of people like swore by mac products and yeah you know that's it's like a cult their guy yeah a little bit it's like your team captain has died you know yeah Yeah, it would be like Derek jeter dying yeah like seven years ago yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i don't even don't even want to go there no. I'm gonna feel old when he when he yeah right the no he's gonna be in the Hall of Fame soon Dan I know that's it's bad n- enough it's nutty <laughs> uh, but anyway yeah uh, we're we're sad here about hearing oh he, one of the things I want to talk about is he is in one of the most exclusive clubs there is and that's being president CEO of Nintendo of which there's only been four in their hundred plus year history so wow I didn't think, know that think of that that's quite the quite the club he he's, he was a part of so yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, it was disheartening. So I was going to make a Club Nintendo joke, but nah. Oh, considering <laughs> too soon. Too soon. Wait till next yeah. week. Next week. Remember it. Um, anybody have anything you want to tease for later on in the episode? Just um, Rocket League and a little more Batman. Arkham Knight. Mm-hmm. Corey? I played, sort of, Square Enix's new... CCG, uh, Million Arthur. Mm-hmm. Can't right. wait to talk about that one. Nice. <laughs> other than that, I haven't really played anything this week other than a little Hearthstone here and there. But I did buy a game. Oh, Say what? I bought a game. I haven't bought a game in a very long time. Um, Etrian Odyssey Mystery Dungeon. Oh, heard of. the 3DS. Uh-huh. It's funny, I'll just briefly talk about it here. I heard somebody talk about a video game on a podcast, and the whole time I thought they were talking about Etrian Odyssey Mystery Dungeon. Uh, and I was like, oh, that sounds awesome. So I went home, found it on Amazon for 18 bucks, which is a pretty good deal, and it was a Prime Day sale, knocked like $2.75 off. Uh, so it was like $16 used. Um, come, come to find out, the game the person was talking about was that Persona Q game. Oh, yeah. Not Etrian Odyssey Mystery Dungeon. <laughs> right. But... I'll get to play Etrian Odyssey Mystery Dungeon, see okay. what that's all about. Yeah. Persona Q is expensive for the 3DS. I think it's like 50 bucks. Yeah. So. Yeah. I do, not, I, I do yeah. want to play it, but it's a, it's a lot for a 3DS game. I'll say. So. Okay. So you'll be talking about that? I, didn't, I haven't played it yet. Oh, that's right. Um, I played more Splatoon, so I'll talk a little bit about Splatoon. I uh, played more Bioshock Infinite. I'll talk about that. I started playing Remember Me again, so I'll talk about that. And also a little bit of Rocket League. I think we're going to do an episode on Rocket League next week um, because we'll have all played it, and it's a very popular game right now, so I think we, we should do an episode on it. You know, uh, We'll talk more in depth about it next week, I think. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. Let's get into our main topic, shall we? We shall. Uh, we're going to be talking about our favorite games from the first half of this year. Uh, Will's obviously not here, but he did send in his oh, did he? his list of, of games. So uh, cool. along with a brief description, so that's good. Um, and these are, like we said, we these are not in any order. So 
I'm going to call up Will's first. All right. Will's, uh, one of Will's games is The Order 1886. He said this game was not as bad as everyone made it seem. The story was good and the graphics are amazing. Also, very fond of the movie-like scenes. So vote for The Order 1886 for, for William. Hmm. That's a Will kind of game. Uh, shocked that I'm not the only one that has that on my list. Uh-huh. Wow. So, yeah, you want to talk about talk about it a little bit? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I didn't think The Order was as bad as everybody made out to be either. The length isn't really important to me. Um, as long it's more as it, about what I get out of I, it. I was going to say, it's more about the right length yeah. than being too long or too short, you know? And I thought it was a good length yeah. for what it was. And yeah. um, sure, the boss fights or whatever against the werewolves could have been better. Um, but it was a, an amazing-looking game. Uh-huh. I think at the time I said it was probably the best-looking game I played. Uh-huh. It probably still is. Um, I was into the characters. I was into the story. I can't I can't wait to see what they do next with that um, because they did set it up for a sequel. Um, I think that they could really build off that game yeah. really well. It's got a cool world. Yeah, definitely. And the, like I said, the characters were great. Mm-hmm. Um, you really saw some progression there. And um, the relationships that they were building with each other. Uh, it was really cool, too. So I, I thought the order was really good. Nice. Yeah. Okay. What about you, Corey? What do you got? Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to start at the beginning. I think this is the first one to chrono- chronologically release on my list mm-hmm. with Dying Light. Mm-hmm. January? It was the end of January. Yep. Like the 24th okay. or 29th or something. I was surprised at how much I liked Dying Light and how good it was. Yeah. We kind of knew a little bit of what we were getting into because it's from this, the, I don't know, is it the same Tech- developer or just the same publisher that brought us uh, Dead Island? Uh, I think it was the same developer. Yeah. Techland. Techland, yep. Yeah. Uh, so we kind of had an idea of what it was all about, but the best part about it was that it took what I really loved about Dead Island, which wasn't a fantastic game but had some things that i liked about it yeah. uh Weapon namely the, yeah the zombie killing playground yeah. aspect uh and and it did that masterfully in dying light and added uh a whole parkour element that was Which a lot of fun worked really well too yep um and even just the world itself i felt uh it felt real yeah believable you know? mm-hmm. yeah and uh by the end of it you can feel a little op which I like yeah. in that kind of game, you know, yeah. where you're... I was just running around, setting off the car bombs. Uh-huh. So I'd just round up a bunch of zombies, they'd start chasing me, and I'd just press the button to set off car bombs as I ran by, and it would, like... I'd be too far away, but I could hear the explosion, and then I'd just see all the experience pop up from all the zombies that I killed. Nice. Um, but I had a, a whole lot of fun with Dying Light. I want to get back into it, maybe towards the end of the year, to see what's happening with the mod community and all that stuff, see what they've come up with. Yeah. But uh, had a whole lot, a surprisingly amount, a surprisingly a lot of fun with Dying Light. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's also on my list, Corey. Um, I'll second second Dying Light. Um, I don't. Know, it was just a fun game. Like you know, like you said, zombie killing playground and the parkour. Like if they had screwed that up, it probably would have ruined the game. And I was mm-hmm. actually worried about this game because they were the one one of the games that uh, let reviews out really late. So people were scared and I actually had 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 it pre-order and canceled my pre-order because there weren't any reviews up. I was like, oh, this game's going to be garbage. But then I watched some people on Twitch playing it and I, you know, read a couple of reviews on it and it got solid reviews. So I was like, okay, I can still still buy it. So Did we yeah. ever find out why they did that? Do you I think, think maybe it, they were worried? I think no, I think it, they just screwed up. 
I think it was a uh, like a PR department error, uh, you know, not sending yeah. out the review copies in time or whatever. I got the impression that it was something along those lines. So uh, I could see that. Next on Will's list, Will, Will also put Dying Light on his list. So he said, literally only played an hour, but the game just felt great. Looking forward to actually getting into more. <laughs> so that's Will's two cents on Dying Light. Hopefully it uh, has some legs because I think somebody tweeted the news about uh, Dead Island 2, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Yep. Yep, yep. Definitely. All right, Eric, what's your next game on your list? <clears throat> um, I guess I'll go Heroes of the Storm uh-huh. next, which I just remembered came out this year. Oh, yeah. So I took something <laughs> else off. It's kind of been out a while, but it got released this year. So. Yeah, officially released this year. Uh-huh. Uh, Jesus, I put a shit ton of time into that game. I wish that there was a an hour count on there because I'd be interested to see how much Will and I have each put on. I Battle know Will's. Battle.net doesn't keep track of it? I don't think. Not that I'm aware of. Maybe it does. Um, but, you know, Will's played more than I have. But, man, when when you're playing well and you have a good team together, there's not really much better feeling for me yeah. in gaming. You know, when you have, like, at least three friends playing with you and it's just things are going well. Yep. and you're, Things click. and Yeah. You just have a real solid victory. Yeah. You know, and everybody's playing off each other and you're, everybody's playing their role. And that's what I love about that game. And... I feel so stupid sometimes for pumping like $5 here, $5 there into a new skin or a stim pack to get more experience. But like, I don't mind because I love the game. Yeah. So I don't mind supporting them, even mm-hmm. though it is like just minuscule bullshit. I had no problem doing that in Guild Wars either. Yeah. It was the same thing because I wanted to support the developer. Like, you know, they gave you a really good game for free. That I love. Exactly. Uh, so you don't mind right. tossing a few shinkles. Shingles, shekels, shekels. Thank you, shekels. God, um, rubles. I, I need to sleep. Rubles. Yeah, I don't uh, know where I was going with that, but anyway. But yeah, I mean, I get so excited when like a new map or a new character comes out. There's a new character next week, uh, Leoric from Diablo's coming out. Uh-huh. Um, so I will be purchasing that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I find Heroes of the Storm. It's a love hate relationship, but I know that deep down I love it. Right. So well. You wouldn't keep playing it if you didn't still love no, it, you know. No, even no. when, even through the bad times, you keep playing it, and that's <laughs> yeah. how you know you love it. Yeah, or you're addicted to it. Heroes and I, we've had our ups and downs, but yeah, I always come crawling back. Yeah, I too have hots on my list, Eric. Do you really? I surely do. I think it's a fantastic game. Um, and as you so eloquently put it, it's a love hate relationship. And for me, uh, <laughs> the hate is real strong. The love is real strong, but it's just I don't need any more hate in my life right now. Yeah. So I uh, I've I've sort of been avoiding it since I forget what episode I talked about my falling out with Heroes of the Storm. But yeah, uh, the Blizzard treatment of a MOBA, and it's one of the few or the only MOBA I should say that uh, I was really into. Mm-hmm. So yeah, will also put Heroes of the Storm on his list. He says Not surprisingly, I, he says I, yeah. Uh, I mean, come on, this game has consumed my gaming. So that's Will's thoughts on on Heroes of the Storm. (laughs) Nothing else needs to be said. No. No. Okay. Um, I guess I'll go next then. Go for it, Dano. Or you want Uh, me to? No, I got it. Uh, The Witcher 3 I put on my list. Um, 
80 plus hours just went by in in a snap of a snap of fingers for me playing the witcher um i also thought it was a good ending to the trilogy which doesn't happen very much a lot of the other trilogies i've played have not ended as well as i would have liked so uh mass effect being one of them but that's for another that's another discussion for another day um so yeah i thought the witcher was awesome did you have the witcher on your list eric yes only because I haven't liked much else that I played, I guess. Mm. I mean, just... <clears throat> The Witcher Three is a good game. I don't think anybody can deny that, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but the controls are fucking terrible, eh. and that really pissed me off quite a bit in that game. You know what? Actually, I, I read Eric, uh, and this was on Kotaku's thing. It's the the PS4 frame rate is causing control lag. Fuck that. Well, that's that's what they put on their review. I don't believe it. The controls are bad in that game. Um, I really, really, as we talked about, enjoyed the the first yeah. part. Yep. The first uh, big mission set that you had to do um, with uh, what's his name? Bloody Baron. The Bloody Baron. One of the best things I've ever played in a video game. Uh-huh. But man, the second part where you're looking for Dandelion, I thought just was dragging, and yeah. I'm just running to one person, to the next person, to the next person, and yeah. back and forth. And I just was not enjoying it at yeah. all. And it took me right out of it. I do want to go back and, and finish it, maybe. Um, just the main story. I probably uh-huh. won't do any of the side stuff. Um, hunting the, the monsters was kind of fun. Yeah. Um, coming across, like, castles and stuff was one of the things that I enjoyed the most. Yeah, the random stuff you find yeah. in the countryside. Yeah. Um, Skellige's even weirder because uh, it's an island chain, so there's even more, like, remote places on there. Okay. It's really cool. See, I didn't end up going there. That was my next yeah. thing. Yeah. So, I don't know. But, yeah, I don't know. It didn't grab me the way it did other people, but right. I can definitely see what the appeal is to it, and I, I'm not going to deny that it's one of the best games this year, yeah. even though it didn't grab me. Yeah. So, yes, it was on my list, Corey. <laughs> you? Well, I'm, I think you guys know my feelings, and I've said my piece multiple times. Yeah, but I, like I, I think that the problems in The Witcher 3 far overshadow um, the good. And I think I, I've said it before, but that game does one thing really well and a bunch of things mediocre and some things really bad. Um, and that's like the storytelling is, is really good. Yeah. And I'm curious, Eric, I haven't I haven't played as much as you guys. I don't know how many hours I have, maybe like 12 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you say how you're chasing around Dandelion. I wonder how, how much of that was influenced by, oh, we have this giant world. We might as well make them kind of run back and forth and see all this stuff in between. Remember before the game came out when I said, how big of a world do you need? Right. There you go. <laughs> exactly. See, I, did, that's, I, didn't, I didn't get that from playing it. Like yeah. you didn't feel like you were just janking around from character to character looking for this asshole. I mean, you you, you were, but I I never I never looked at it as a chore because I enjoyed oh, I, did. I enjoy, enjoyed the world so much and and I, like I never had the control issues that you guys had either. So well, control issues aside, I just thought that that was just boring, yeah. and repetitious, and yeah. I I didn't get into the characters at, at that part like right. I did in the first yeah. section of the game, which I get. Like I said, I mean, a lot of them are repeat characters from the older games. Yeah. So if you have that connection to them, I guess that wouldn't be as mm-hmm. as as egregious. Mm-hmm. I guess I could see that. I don't know. I. I I think, and again, I think The Witcher 3 is really good at storytelling, but I think the first two games were better at it 
I think the writing was better in the first two games. Yeah. So as someone who's seen those things, to come to the third one and have the what makes the Witcher series so great be not as good as it is in the other ones, even though it's light years better than some games, uh, it just kind of turned me off a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. I, for me, it strikes the perfect balance for an open world game and, and storytelling because storytelling in open world games is generally garbage. Um, but, you know, the witch, like, I, I use Skyrim as a perfect example. Uh, you know, name one character from Skyrim. Yeah, but it's at the it's, same time, it's... I, I would I see say your they're, point. they're different at the same time as being... How similar they are, they are different. And we, right. we talked about how it Skyrim is not based on a character. Right. And that's what sets them apart. Where Witcher is based on a character that has all that backstory yeah. and actual books. Yeah. And, and I think that that's... Obviously, that's why. Which makes it better for me. In your opinion. Yeah. I'd pick Skyrim. Right. Yeah. And to me, it's like I didn't come to The Witcher for an open world game. I came to The Witcher for good storytelling and characters. And it feels like they sacrifice some of that for the open world aspect. I don't know. And if I want open world, I'm just going to go play Skyrim. Yeah. Same. And The Witcher 3 didn't make my list, but I, I, I think... Dragon Age Inquisition is a better example of an open world RPG. Yeah. I'm going to disagree there. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I can't cannot that's, agree with that. That's fine. I just I, I think um, all the other like gameplay stuff, like combat and user interface, and um, uh, did they fix shit, the UI? They're, they they patched the it. I haven't played it since, so I can't I can't speak to. Yeah, that. what, I know they, were what they did it. is they took they took your crafting items and they put them in their own separate category. They put, took all the books and scrolls and stuff and put that in their own separate category. And they gave you storage chests for extra stuff. So that's good. It's better. Um, it's not perfect, Mm -hmm. but it's definitely better than it was. Cause you don't have, you don't have a hundred books in your inventory, like just clogging everything up. Yeah. By the end of the year, maybe the Witcher three will be great. (laughs) (laughs) That and Halo master chief collection will be great. (laughs) <laughs> no, I shouldn't that's, put that's, those in the a, same group. <laughs> yeah. When The Witcher Three comes out of early access, I'll jump right on it. <laughs> it's, I don't think it's that bad. <laughs> no, it's not that bad. But it's just frustrating for somebody. Like I was looking forward to that game since they announced it. Yeah, it's frustrating to me. Yeah. See, you being such a fan of the series, I could see how, how you had been disappointed. Yeah. That said, I, I have to go back to it. At some point. Yeah, I, my whole thing, Corey, is like what I don't know what exactly you were looking for in The Witcher. Like, I feel like no matter what, you wouldn't have been pleased with it. That's yeah. That's I'm sure that's part of it. You know, it's yeah. expectations versus you know versus what was actually delivered. Right. Um, it's just it to me. It feels like like I just said. It's what makes The Witcher series so great for me. Um, is the storytelling and characters. And I feel like in this one, it took a step back from that to do all these other things that it didn't do very well. Yeah. Well, see, I I mean, I literally played The Witcher 2 and The Witcher 3, like, back to back. And I never felt like... The Witcher 3, it's slower. No question. It's slower. It's an open world. You know, you spend... You don't feel like Geralt's interactions with other characters and stuff were better in The Witcher 2 than they were in The Witcher 3? No. I never... I never even thought about it. Um, yeah. I, I think I think the slowness of it is maybe what's 
throwing you off because you spend a lot of time in transit. Like in the the Witcher, we talked about this before. But we should move on, but we we in the Witcher two, like it's a lot more directed. You know, the areas are smaller, and yeah, there's a little bit of exploration, but they're generally much smaller. Um, whereas the obviously the Witcher three is is much more grand, and there's more stuff to see and more exploring to do. You know, yeah, which is kind of my point. It right. takes away from from that. Yeah, from I know. The, I know. Storytelling I know. That's what I'm saying. That. It's too slow for you. Yeah. Is, it was my point. Yeah. So. And the reason it's too slow is because they tried to put all this other stuff into it. Right. But like, like if that's, that wasn't what you were looking for, then obviously you weren't going to like it. Like I, I thought it was just right, you know, for me. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. It's like you can do it and do it well. You know, you don't have to do it and, and you know what I'm saying? Like, just I thought it was awesome. I never, just... I never had any issues with it. Never. Yeah. Well, different strokes, I guess. But like, yeah. just, just, I don't know. I don't, I don't find that as a valid excuse. It can, you can do it and do it well. And it, I don't, I don't think they did it well. Right. Okay. Um, who's next, Eric? My turn. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> what do I want to talk about next? I think I'll talk about Bloodborne next. Mm-hmm. Um, Bloodborne is the reason you should buy a PS4. I mean, if you haven't, Jesus, that game is fucking great. Agree it's, with that. Uh, I, I didn't beat it. I don't know if I will ever beat it. I'm just, I get so overwhelmed. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's like, a lot there. There's a lot there, and I, something else must have come out that stopped me from playing it. What, what, what the Witcher, it maybe? Maybe The Witcher. Was it Witcher? Could be because Bloodborne was March, The yeah. Witcher was end of April. It's probably what it was. It was probably Witcher. Um, but yeah, anyway, it could have been Heroes of the Storm too. It could have been hot. Yeah. But anyway, Bloodborne. Um, I, you know, I was having such a good time with it, and I, I the feeling that I got from beating some of those bosses, especially the Blood Star Beast that had kicked my ass repeatedly. Yeah. Um, and and then. By the end of the boss fight, you're just like, my hands are shaking and my heart is pounding. Yeah. And those, that's such a, any game that can make you feel that way, it's, it's just such a good experience. Totally agree. Especially for a single player. Yeah. I mean, there's some multiplayer aspects too, obviously, but, you know, for a single player game to make you feel that way and just get so engrossed in what's going on in there. Yeah. Um, But yes, Riz... I would buy a PS4 to play Bloodborne. I think it's that good. I would rebuy a PS4 to play Bloodborne. Yeah. So, uh, it's just such a fantastic game. The world is amazing. Yeah. And like you're just so uneasy the whole time. It's a different uneasy than the Dark Souls series too, because it's got some sort. And I like I said I didn't beat it, so I'm not sure exactly what happens in the story. But it's got some sort of like religious cult. Mm-hmm. thing going on there's that, like a plague in the city that yeah i don't know but there, there's some sort of weird religious it, cult it, shit going on it does have more more of a story than the souls games yes um more more of a narrative i should say i mean the souls games obviously have a story but the, it, it's more present in bloodborne um Riz in the chat says that we must be made of money if that's how we think, but no. <laughs> I think you've listened to us long enough to know that that is not the case. Yeah. I just think Bloodborne is that good of a game. Yeah, uh, $350 in the grand scheme is not that much money, and as we know, there are plenty of multi-platform games to go along with that. End of that discussion. 
Um, but yes, anyway, Bloodborne, it, it's just, it gives you the feeling that not many other games can give to me, mm-hmm. at least. And I would really like to get back into it. It's just so overwhelming to jump back in at this point because the combat is... It's specific. Yeah, it's it's hard to get the hang of, and now that I'm out of it for so long, yeah. I'm very you might intimidated. As well just start to go- over. Yeah, I'm not going to start back <laughs> over. That's not going to happen. I'd rather take my lumps. Yeah, getting back into it and relearning the combat. Because uh-huh. you know, I didn't even play around with any weapons. I'm pretty sure I only used the the starting weapon. Okay. Um, and I wanted to do that on purpose. I wanted to use that throughout the whole thing. Right. And see if I could do it. Um, but yeah, it, it's just such a fantastic game. I, I hope everyone gets a chance to play it mm-hmm. because it's it's one of my favorite games. So it's good stuff. Yeah, fantastic, Corey. You got to play it, man. I'll like I said, I got uh, my my lady friends going out of town for about a week you at should, the beginning of August. So hopefully, should, I can figure something out. You, you should get, definitely play Bloodborne. Get in cahoots with your your el- yeah. y- youngest brother. Yeah, old Will. Yeah. Wild Bill. <laughs> All right. Uh, I guess I'll go next, right? Uh, Batman Arkham Knight I put on my list. Really like Batman Arkham Knight. Really? Yeah. Um, wow. Well, uh, wh- I mean, we talked about it before, but one of the biggest complaints of a lot of people was the the Batmobile thing, which I ended up really liking. Uh, and I also thought the story was really good. Um, spoilers. I'm not going to talk about the story, what, what I liked about the story, but... Um, especially for me, like I said, not really knowing a lot of the characters and um, not being a huge Batman fan, um, I thought that game was awesome. So, um, I haven't beat it, as we've said. Yeah, <clears throat> it is not on my list. Uh-huh. Um, I beat the first two, and they're two of my favorite games ever yeah. at, at certain points on yeah. my top ten list. I don't remember if I still had one of them on my top ten list or not. Um. I would say this is the third best one. Okay. Uh, ahead of Origins. Yes. Okay. Ahead of Arkham Origins. But I would put the other two far above mm-hmm. Arkham Knight. I'm about, like I said, halfway through. What 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 about it would you put? What, what would put it below, like, uh, say, Arkham Asylum, maybe? I don't... Specifically, I can't remember because it's been so long. I mean, a lot of it is it's it's not a new concept. I mean, it's the fourth yeah. game essentially in a series, so mm-hmm. a lot of it is uh, fatigue. The same yeah. Batman fatigue. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, I'm not into the Batmobile very yeah. very much at all, and that's that's a big part of it. Obviously, yeah, definitely. Um, I, I I don't know. I think a lot of it is the fatigue of Batman. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think that's a big part of why I'm not really into it that much. Yeah. Um, I felt like Arkham. Arkham Asylum maybe was a little more directed. Yeah, I think. Yeah, because uh, City had the the open, open. It was more open world. Yeah. Like Arkham Asylum, you know, you went to the different parts of the asylum. Yeah. At a time, you could yeah. you could go back, but I they think were that's what I liked off. about it. I, yeah. th- I think Arkham Asylum is probably my favorite. If okay. I were to really boil it down. Gotcha. Um, but I don't know. I just don't think Arkham Knight is all that great. It's it's okay. I do like the characters and the, mm. the villains are cool. Yeah, I've always been like infatuated with um, Penguin because <laughs> yeah. it's just like a what normal. Is what is he? He's like a gun runner. Yeah, like that's what he does. He's just like a yeah. a fast talking like businessman. Yep, he's just a little douchebag. Yep, 
I love that. Like he's a villain in a superhero thing, yeah. but he's not really. He's an anything. average, unattractive, short, yeah, squatty dickhead. Yeah, dickhead. <laughs> I like I like the idea of the Joker, the Riddler. Yep. Like I think all of the, uh, not all of them, but I like a lot of the Batman villains, mm-hmm. which is a big draw for me. Mm-hmm. Especially, I, I should really get into the comics. I think I would enjoy them. I I you know I only really read like Captain America, and it's all awesome. Like, yeah. All the storylines are really cool, and it's always a lot more dark and violent uh-huh. than, than like because when I was growing up, I was like, "Oh, comic books—that's kid stuff." Uh-huh. It's not at all. Another thing I don't care for as much, Dan, and I mm-hmm. think if I were to go back and listen, I said this: um, was it Arkham City or Asylum that had Scarecrow fucking with you, and you kind of went off into these own different worlds? It was City. City. If you go back and listen, I think I would say back then that I didn't care for those gotcha. parts of the game. Right. And I still, I, for whatever reason, like the the mind, Batman's mind being fucked with in Arkham Knight, just it doesn't do it for me. Oh, okay. I don't know. See that? that I thought that part was awesome. I the, the going of in, it. I was not a fan of Scarecrow. Okay. So. Oh, I don't even mean Scarecrow. I mean the other part of messing with Batman's mind. We'll talk about it after. Yeah, you I don't know. I might not be far enough in okay. to completely understand. Gotcha. But anyway. Okay. I don't know. We'll see at the end of the game how I feel, but uh-huh. I don't know. It's not on my list. Gotcha. That's what I'm getting at. Okay. <laughs> Corey, next game on your list. I should play this game because I, I, don't, I won't have the Batman fatigue, you know? I really don't think you'd like it very much. I don't think you'd like it either. I, I just don't. You never know, because sometimes the, those games surprise me. Like yeah. I liked D- DMC. That's a game I shouldn't like. I didn't think you'd like Dying Light, though, either. And you did. I Pretty much, if someone if someone asked me, would Corey like this game, I'm probably going to say no. Oh. <laughs> well, Corey, I, it's, it's the safer bet. Yeah. At this point. Yeah, you're right. You're, I, you're I, really, I really cannot put a read on Corey at all what games he's going to like. <clears throat> at I think all. a lot of it's mood. Moody? Yeah, you know, if I'm just in the wrong mood for a game. Yeah. Then that. That that I just start looking for stuff it, that I don't like. It can ruin it. That can make or break. Yeah. We've talked sure. about this, like the timing of when you play a game can yeah. make or break whether you like it or not. And no matter how much yeah. you try to avoid other people's opinions influencing yours, you just can't, you know. It's a well hearing other things about a game. I said that last week about Batman. I yeah. wish that I hadn't read yeah. any of the hate for the Batmobile because I think it... it not completely, but I think it may have shaped my opinion a little more than it would have otherwise. Right, right. It's it's always possible. You don't you never really know, you know, you could have still hated it, but you always wonder like did that did that influence my opinion? Who knows. Yeah. I think I I'm willing to admit it probably did. Yeah. Okay. Corey. I'll move on chronologically and throw Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate into the ring. Uh-huh. Great time with that game. Tried to play Monster Hunter 3 last year, but uh, this is a game that, on paper, I should like a lot. And I I happen to love Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate. And I know it was kind of their goal to bring the Monster Hunter series to a Western audience, and I think they did that masterfully. Yeah. Um, Because they didn't overwhelm you. Uh, They just kind of presented you with your options. And uh, weapon-wise, you just pick one and you go with it. Yeah. and as you get more experience with that weapon, you start to decide on your own that you want to experiment with other weapons. And then you really start to discover the depth of the game, mm-hmm. including all the items and all that stuff. Uh, I haven't played it in months, 
but I'm pretty close to beating it, so I just have to get back into it and, and go through and beat it. Um, and that's just the single-player part. Right. I have messed around quite a bit with the multiplayer stuff, the arena stuff, the hunts. Like All that stuff is done really well, and that's impressive for a 3DS game. Yeah. Including the, the gr- fact that it's on a Nintendo platform. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Right, the multiplayer alone, multiplayer working alone is a big enough surprise. Yep, and it's got all the charms of a Japanese game, um, and just the depth of a full console game. Uh, There's just a lot going on, and and I enjoyed every second of it. Uh I respect that pick. I also put Monster Hunter Four Ultimate on my list. Did you? I did. for a lot of the same reasons as Corey, uh, I also played Monster Hunter 3 and never really got into it. But I think what what turned the corner for me on Monster Hunter was I never liked the slow combat. But once I played Dark Souls, I finally understood mm-hmm. the slower combat and, and how good it can be. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I used one of the more unique weapons in Monster Hunter, which was the the Warhorn weapon. Yeah. Um, which, which was awesome because I could buff my uh, pal- Palicos. And, uh, you know, if I was grouped up with people, like, I did a little bit of the multiplayer, Corey, not as much as you, but I, you know, I spent a lot of my time buffing my allies and, and curing any of their, their ailments, um, with my, with my warhorn, and then I'd jump in and Kind of like a bard. Away. Yeah, it's, it is a little bit like a bard, yeah. Buffs. Uh, buffs, yeah. Buffs and debuffs. I like that. So, it was fun. It was really The bard really role fun. has always, uh, interested me. Yep. But I never played it. Well, when we when we played uh, Dungeons and Dragons, my my guy was a bard. Yeah, my gnome, mm-hmm. gnome bard. Yeah, which we should we should keep going with that. That was fun. Of course, a good Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, heck yeah. We could probably you nerds. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not me. You guys can play. You guys can play. Yeah, nerds, dweebs. <laughs> so yeah, Monster Hunter Four also on my list. Nice. I was a hammer guy. I use the hammer a lot. Yeah. But it's like you pick up a new weapon and it's like a totally new Total, game. Oh, Your yeah, role has completely changed and how you approach monsters completely changes. Yeah. I tried a couple of the other weapons and after after using the Warhorn for so long, I was like, I can't. I can't do this. I'm terrible. Mm-hmm. So I, I just kept using the Warhorn, which is, which is awesome. And they're still supporting that game. Still putting out new yeah. DLC packs for free. Yeah. Like a, a few a month, I think. So. Yeah. Seems like it anyway. The graphics were really good. The 3D was really good for it too. So yep, that was a, yep, that was a yep. solid game. All good things. Worth every penny. Yeah, definitely. I definitely got my 40 bucks worth. Um, I'm going to go Will next. Massive Chalice. He said, fun turn-based game with added layers of gameplay, examples being the lineages and character traits. I too had Massive Chalice okay. on my list. Uh, just managing the bloodlines, that became... You know, you kind of you play these games, and they have uh, their mechanics, but then there's sort of that meta game, game within the game, yeah. that you sort of like latch on for yourself. Yeah, yeah. And to me, like that game really did that well with the the bloodlines because I started with the uh, arcane bloodline, and I just I didn't want them to die out. And there were a couple times where that bloodline came real close to dying out, and I had like one seventy eight year old woman who was real close to dying um so i had to adopt a little baby and like wait for that to wait for that um counter to to finish so i could adopt the baby and then like continue the bloodline and i don't know 
it does that stuff really well and and it is deceptively deep mm-hmm. uh, at first glance you kind of think it's it's really thin but as you play the game and unlock more things you you realize just how much is really going on and the combat's done really well it's 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 XCOM and all the other turn-based strategy games out there mm-hmm. um fantastic i really loved it nice okay massive chalice uh eric how many more games do you have on your list one one i think we're down to one for everybody right <clears throat> or do we cover all Yeesh. okay go ahead eric rocket league rocket league okay will also has rocket league so rocket league is a fucking amazing game and it was free on psn that's awesome which is blows my mind yeah Will and I were playing before I came over here, which is why I was late. Uh-huh. And uh, <laughs> he was even saying, he's like, I can't believe we got this game for free. That like, is awesome. It's so much fun. I we're gonna t- Do you just want to talk about it now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so yesterday um, I was playing something, and Tito in L.A. sent me a message and wanted to group up and play some Rocket League. Um, so I did, and next thing I knew, like, three hours had gone by, mm-hmm. and me and Tito and um, Billy, Billy's been on before, right? Yeah. 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 Skyward episodes. Sword, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah, we've had him on a couple. Um, and Billy, and then one of Tito's friends, uh, Chris, we were playing in a group, and it is such a fun fucking game. Like, you can really have, pay as little attention or as much attention as you want and yeah. still have a blast either way but yeah. I I find it's best the most fun I've had is playing with them mm-hmm. and like talking to each other and kind of planning out a strategy like you would in uh, it's it's kind of a mix between hockey and soccer um, hockey being like when you get the ball into the corners mm-hmm. and like you're trying to dig it out Push. against each yeah, other. You know what it made me think of is Mario Strikers a little bit. I don't remember. It's I got been so I long. got a Super Mario Strikers feel from it. Okay, because you know physical and uh, you know hitting people into walls and you yeah. can blow people up uh, right. if you crash into them hard enough. Because I I played for like an hour last night. Mm. I should say. Okay. Um, Will said been playing a few matches here and there. One of the most fun multiplayer games. So I I think it's one of the the probably for me. Maybe Heroes of the Storm, but I would say Rocket League is probably the best competitive online multiplayer game to come out in the last few years yeah. that I've played. Mm-hmm. It is just fantastic. Yeah. The only knock against it right now has been the server, server issues, issues. Yeah. But I think it's been more popular than they expected. Yeah. Which is great. No doubt. No doubt. But I have 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 had no issues the last two days on the server, so I'm hoping they got everything figured out. Right. Um, they're already planning to roll out some DLC for it. Mm-hmm. Some paid, some free. So we'll see how that goes. I'm willing to pay for it. Yeah. I really am. Um, all the little touches in that game. It's, it's like Heroes of the Storm, like I was saying earlier. Like, I'm willing to pay a few bucks for, like, a different uh, paint for my car or, like, a different um, exhaust coming mm-hmm. out the back of my car when I'm using turbo or a different flag, a different hat, whatever whatever the case is. Like, I'm yeah. willing to pay for that because that game is so much fun. Yeah. and you, I mean, you think about it, too. Like, it's just cars playing soccer like you're like it okay, sounds stupid it does sound stupid um but you play it and the control it controls so well yeah which is another big part of it like i think if they had messed up the controls it wouldn't be nearly as fun mm-hmm. as it is but you have so much control over your car and yeah you, it takes some getting used to like i i was 
wasn't even anywhere near the ball like the first couple games I played um, because I just couldn't position myself (laughs) right. But, you know, you keep playing. You you learn how to position yourself right. You learn where the bounces are going to go, and it it starts to make sense. And you're like, oh, this is is awesome. And it's it's one of those games, too, where, like, once you get pretty good at it and you've played it enough, when you see somebody pull off, like, a ridiculous hit of the ball Mm -hmm. for a goal – or, or, you know, whatever the case is, like a good save. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just so awesome to see that. And it's just, oh, God, it just has those moments where you're like, holy shit. Yeah. Yesterday when I was playing with Tito, he actually saved the clip. Um, it's probably my favorite goal that I've scored yet because it's so hard to, like, actually control the ball because yeah. you're a race car. Yeah, you just crash into it. <laughs> right. Um, But I was going towards the, op- the opposing team's goal and they had a guy who was pretty much just playing goalie, which you kind of need to do if you're playing more competitively online. Right. And he starts coming at me, so I saw that he came out of the net a little bit, and I just put a little touch on the ball to, to shift it right. Like, it felt like I was a soccer player uh-huh. and just kind of gave the ball a little flick right because I knew he wasn't going to be able to stop in time. And he just went flying by me, and I just finished it off for a goal. Nice. It, w- it was like, it just felt literally like it was a soccer play yeah it was awesome yeah and being able to control the ball that way with a fucking race car for whatever reason as dumb as it sounds is just so satisfying yeah i don't know um but yeah setting up plays like crossing the ball in and having somebody there and just flying in midair and hitting the ball in is just fucking amazing yeah it's such a fun game yeah it is very fun i could like man if I could find a tournament to get into for money, I could get balls deep in that game. Yeah. Balls deep. I wonder if they're going to have a eSports. They already do. Oh, do they? Okay. Already started. Good. Yep. Good. I like to hear about that sort of stuff. It's super. <laughs> Tito says I was Le- Lionel Messi in a vehicle. <laughs> Le- Lionel Messi driving a truck. Uh, Tito and his buddy Chris were really good, too. We nice. had a, a nice team going. Um, really good time. Uh-huh. But yeah, if anybody, any listeners ever want to play, if I'm if I'm on, please send me an invite because I am always down. Yeah, I just uh, I read last night someplace uh, that PS4 you're going to be people who play on Steam and PS4 are going to be able to group up with each other now. So I'll be able to group up with uh, Eric and Will uh, to play, which is nice. Yeah, cross platform multiplayer needs to happen in more games. Will and I played today also. Uh uh, Just talk about that briefly. He hadn't played as much as I had. Um, We did. Uh, some three on three with another person and some some doubles, uh, which I had never done before. Uh, we didn't fare too well. But. It's probably a different. <laughs> it's probably a different strategy. That's right? what's great about the yeah. game too, because if you're playing four on four, like you can afford to have somebody just playing goal, yeah, and you can still score, yeah. But like if you're playing three on three, maybe not as much, but two on two, like. You can't just have somebody back on defense. You're yeah, not going to score a goal. One person's not going to be able to do it themselves. Yeah, like, usually, unless you have somebody on your team that is super fucking good, like you're not going to score. Right. Um, but yeah, if you're interested in this game at all and you haven't seen it, look up some some YouTube highlights or Twitch mm-hmm. streams. I know a lot of people are streaming it right now. Yep. Um, and just check it out. It's it's super fun. Yeah. So. It's very. I have cool. a couple of questions. Yeah. So I'm watching video of it right now on our live stream, twitch.tv slash thumbstickathletes. Uh-huh. Uh, I always try and squeeze one of those in. Sure. Hey. Shameless plug. How does, the, does the camera just stay on the ball the whole time? No. no. You can have it behind you like a normal racing thing, or you can switch it to be on the ball. If it's on the ball, useful. it's a pain in the balls, though. Yeah. I do that like when, if I lose the ball. I'll switch it, switch it over to 
Like if it goes way up, and See, I, I, I don't, don't know, do that. I don't know where it's going. I, I switch to the ball view and I get myself. Turned you can use the right thumbstick to move the camera. So like if I have the camera behind me in the third person, um, I just move the right thumbstick to where I know the, where I think the ball is, and okay. I don't know. I prefer to do that instead of switching to the ball cam. Mm-hmm. And my other question is: Is it uh, level playing? Well, that's a bad pun, but good is matchmaking. It, no, I mean, um, like, do the cars have different attributes? Is there any no. kind of? Like, I think it's just cosmetic, right? Some of them are bulkier, which I, I don't know if that means they're harder to to demolition, right. which means explode. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I mean, they they take up more space in one way or another. But like, if if I'm a sportier car that's like more flat, I might have a wider base to like when I flip my car up. I might have a wider base to hit it with than I would with like a a, a van that's narrower but a little longer. I don't know. It's yeah. kind of hard to explain. But so is it all based on like geometry? It's, it's physics, physics based. Physics based. Yeah, physics based. Yeah. So so if if there's a smaller car, does that mean it's faster? No, not no. that I'm aware of. Yeah, I never noticed anything like that. It's all just personal preference. Yeah. Gotcha. Which I like. Yeah. 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 I so badly want to be able to customize my flag oh, and yeah. put a thumbstick athletes logo <laughs> on it yeah i've pu- I just put the american flag on mine for now um but <clears throat> i would love a thumbstick athletes flag oh, that'd be sweet i just unlocked a star that's what i have on my antenna right now okay and then i have uh halo okay over top of my car nice i got to level like four i think last night mm-hmm. uh, i played maybe six or eight like exhibition matches while i got a hang of the controls i didn't want to jump into into online multiplayer not having not having any concept of what the game was like yeah so is there a story mode or like campaign or season. there's a season yeah which actually can be pretty long you can change the length of the season like you wouldn't like an nba game uh-huh. um and it's like, what is there, like eight, ten teams? Can yeah, you change that too, maybe? I didn't, uh, didn't I, fire it up. I played through one season. Uh, it's actually pretty fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can pick through, I don't know, ten or so cars to be on your team. Teams of three, you can pick out of ten to, to build your team with, and each of them has a name. And then you can pick uh, a logo for your team that also has your name attached to it. So there's like the Rebels and, you know, names like that. And there's different stadiums, too, which yeah. is cool. Yep. It's actually kind of neat. Um, I kind of like to play like a defensive midfield, you you would call it in soccer. Uh-huh. Stay back and pick your spots to come forward. That's that's what I like to do best. There's one or two domes that you play in that are nighttime. Yeah. And if you stay too far back, you actually can't see the ball very well. Oh, really? Yeah. Which hmm. it kind of adds a little bit to it because you have to be in good position. Yeah. Um, but, yeah so fucking good it is good i think we're gonna do an episode on it next week so we'll cover it a little more in depth talk tactics and we should stream whatnot we should you're right you're right i'll try my damnedest okay if i'm playing i'll just stream it okay sounds good um all right i'll go and then Corey can give me his last give us his last game uh my my last game on my list is splatoon um, I'm highly addicted to Splatoon right now. Um, the multiplayer even, which is crazy. I know. Um, no, it's different. I think, well, I think it's a, it's kind of an everyman shooter. 
Uh, me being an older gentleman, I don't have the precision aiming like a lot of people do. Um, actually, I wanted to at- t- tell you this, Eric. Um, there's a poll on Destructoid. Uh, what Which aiming method do you prefer? Do you prefer the classic thumbstick aiming or motion aiming? And over 50% preferred motion aiming. Really? Um, I what? guess. I, I know. I guess uh, people get really precise with, you know, aiming like with that. I don't know how. Huh. Um, but I did, tr- I did try it out because after I read that, I was like, I got to see what the fuss is about. And I do see like with practice how you could be more precise with that. Because some people like the shots that they take in that game are crazy. Um, and I don't know how they do it, but but for me, like I'm not as precise with my aiming and stuff, so I've just been using a roller, which That's works, what I have to which do works too. great. Um, Usually, yeah, depends. Yeah, I uh, it's not great for the tower defense. Yeah, uh, ranked matches yeah. does not work well for that. Uh, so if the t- if it's tower defense, I'll try and use another weapon, which I'm not very good with, and I usually I'm, just end up quitting. <laughs> I'm only good with the roller. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'm level seventeen. Uh, rank rank uh c plus for my for my rank so um god damn we gotta it. play yeah definitely um i freaking love that game i, I had I, that on my list i played for a couple hours i think i'm up to like 30 hours played on splatoon already yeah, nice that's what i took off for heroes of the storm mm-hmm. splatoon, splatoon in the order would really be a toss-up right but yeah um i'm loving loving the hell out of it i can't wait to go upstairs and play some more <laughs> That's how I was when I first got it. I was, like, playing it constantly. Yeah, it's good stuff. But now Rocket League. Yeah. Yeah, If I mean, especially if we're doing an episode on Rocket League, I'll have to get balls deep. Oh, balls yeah. deep. Oh, yeah. Last game, Corey. Uh, my last game, speaking of games we need to do an episode on because there's a lot going on in this game, is Invisible Ink. Oh, yeah. The stealth I don't even know. You throw in, like, ten different genres into that game. Yeah. Um, stealth, uh, point and click, tactical RPG. Yeah, something like that. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, it's it's one of those things. It's hard to summarize. Hard to, hard to classify a paragraph. Um, but I just had a lot of fun with with doing the augmentations and sort of tweaking out your guys to be the most effective. Um, I think I talked about it in the episode where I beat it, but I had one character that basically never ran out of action points because um, I gave him a stim pack that every time you used, you got an additional four action points. And when he knocked somebody out, he got like an additional six action points. So he basically could move across the whole area of what you were in um, as long as there were things along the way that he could boost himself off of. Um, and, and it's just those kind of comb- combinations are endless. Um, and I didn't even get that deep into it. I just played through one campaign. Yeah. Um, but there's way more going on and I didn't even scratch the surface and, uh, I had a great time with it. So I guess, I guess I, the higher difficulty levels are supposed to be pretty hard. Yeah. And you unlock more and more characters yeah. and like, there's more and more augmentations and items and weapon. I didn't even do anything with weapons other than the, um, I had one character that had a gun to kill, but all my other characters just had that basic knockout weapon. I forget what it's called. Yeah. Um, the stun gun or whatever. Right, right, right. But even like all the weapons that you use play into the strategy and it's, it's, there's so much going on and it's, I forget how much, how much you pay for it, Dan? It was, uh, well, I mean, I think it's 15 normally. I yeah. I got it on a sale when it first came out and it was like 
11, 11.39 or something like that. Yeah, well worth it. Yeah, that was a steal. An absolute steal. Um, I highly recommend that game. Uh-huh. That's it. Coming to PS4, by the way, I just read. Yeah, it's good. Uh, it'll probably. I mean, it'll probably end up on everything. Because Don't Starve is even on Android or uh, Android and uh, I or no, it's on iOS, I think. Which is good. I like that they can put those games on everything. That's awesome, you know. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys have any honorable mentions? Um, Splatoon would be mine. Oh shit! I didn't even think about honorable mentions. I had Axiom Verge. That's one. I okay. It was either going to be that or uh, Hots. I but probably I would. Hots. I probably put, put Hots in my honorable mentions because for the month or whatever that I played, I absolutely loved it. And then just once I stopped, I. I played that one match when we had guys week, and I was like, nope, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm done with this. Yeah. Not because I didn't like it. it, but I was so out of practice because I hadn't played in like two months. So, Sure. Uh, I would probably maybe include Dying Light. I didn't like it as much as you guys did. Yeah. But it's a good game. That will probably get my biggest surprise at the end of the year. But, oh, but it no, could be Splatoon. Splatoon, too. There's still half a year to go. I know. Half well, half a year in a lot of games. Five and a half months, anyway. Yeah. Okay. We're going to take a quick break and be back with Nibble Bits and our weeks right after this. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 208 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. We are now in our Nibble Bits segment. Corey, get us started with Nibble Bits. Angry Birds 2, guys. Releasing yeah. July 30th. God, I can't fucking wait. Is it going to be 3D? I... Uh, I don't know. Do you think it'd be three? That, do you th- don't you think that'd be cool if it was three D though? Do you care? No, no, no I wouldn't. <laughs> Not even a little. I liked that's, Angry I sarc- Birds when it first came out, but it's it's uh, been done. Yeah, that's why my, I sarcastically tweeted. Uh, Finally, we're getting another Angry Birds game. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it was it was a Kotaku article I I cited, but uh, they mentioned that there has already been fifteen Angry Birds games. Fifteen. But this is Angry Birds two. Totaling three billion, not million, three billion downloads. Oh wow. my god! Well, sorry to say, I was part of that. I accounted for a few of those too. That's like almost half the world's population downloading an Angry Birds game. Yeah. Wow. Rolling in it, filthy, stinking rich. So to count to a million, it would take you thirteen days. To count to a billion. It would take you 31 years. Wow. Nice. That, that's crazy. Yeah. Little mind benders you get here in Thumbstick Athletes. Three billion, guys. Billion. I ate some uh, Angry Birds candy over the weekend. How's that? I don't know. It was old. There's Angry Birds everything. <laughs> yep. But the, only, the only thing I think is cool is the plushy toys. Because you you know you throw them at. I was somebody. just going to tell you, it's my perfect. boss has one sitting in his office. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, you just wing it at someone, or throw it at at something that'll break. It's like, hey, I'm just playing. I'm playing uh, real live Angry Birds. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except the the one doesn't have a bomb in it, unfortunately. Yeah. Speaking of bomb. <laughs> This war of mine is now out for iOS and Android tablets. I think it was Tuesday it came out. Something like that. Uh, highly recommended. I think it would play just fine on a tablet. There's I've heard, not 
I've heard it does. That it does yeah. play play just like it would on a computer. Uh, do you know how much it is? Ten. Oh, ten. Yep, I ten looked bucks. it up. I put it on my wish list. Yeah, that's a great game. It sure is. I believe. <clears throat> I believe it made my uh, list of of games of the year last year. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think it did. Uh, I love that game. Maybe we should save this to talk about. I'll do it at the end, and if we want to talk about it later, uh, we can. Uh, Kojima Productions has disbanded. This is, of course, the studio of Hideo Kojima from the Metal Gear series. Uh, What's interesting to me about the whole thing is that Konami stripped the box art of all of the Kojima branding for Metal Gear Solid Five, which to me kind of makes it sound kind of personal. Oh, yeah. Um, I wonder what's going on I guess one of the... One of the phrases on the game was a or on the game box art was a Hideo Kojima game, and to like take that off from the box art, I don't know. That's like that sounds kind of personal. Do you me. think they would have had to pay him off to do that? No, because they own they own the studio. Oh, he's just the name. He's just the mind behind it. I really wonder yeah. like what what happened there exactly. Yeah. Like everything. I don't often care about things, so it's, it's I'm more, this one's interesting. I'm, I, I, let's just say I'm more intrigued than anything. Yeah. I kind of want to know what would cause yeah. this fallout, this epic fallout. Well, he's a fucking weird guy anyway. He, yeah, he's, he? he's kind of a strange dude. Strange it's kind of like Sid Meier like, creating Civilization Six, and then like <laughs> partway through development. before it comes out, they strip it of the Sid Meier's Civilization Six and just call it Civilization Six. Yeah. Tom Clancy's The Division. Just now, the it's the division. <laughs> yeah, you know it's uh, it, it that's it's weird. somebody somebody's trying to make a statement. I Ruth guess. says the sort of thing companies do when a person has a Cosby moment. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> not yeah. that we're saying Kojima was slipping any quaaludes in anybody's drinks, but yeah, you yeah. know, I mean, you never maybe. know. He's maybe it's. I, I don't want to. Disparage, disparage with slander the guy because <laughs> we have no idea what's going on. No, because in all honesty, I'd probably take his side. There and there's been rumors that he has been planning to leave um, after the Phantom Pain anyway. But I don't know. Just to strip the box art to me is is a little bit backhanded. I've got a bad but, taste uh, in my mouth about that game, and I don't know if I want to buy it. What's the bad taste from? I'm still excited for that it. whole I don't know. thing. Uh, I don't know. I don't like that jankiness that's going on over there. Yeah. yeah we'll see. Mm-hmm. I'll yeah. buy it. Who am I kidding? <laughs> I'll probably end up buying it, even though I didn't really care much for Ground Zeroes. Who knows? I'll probably buy it, Dan. You can play my... Oh, that's right. <laughs> I like Ground Zeroes. I'll just do that. I feel like I owe you for all the games I've played on your <laughs> All the 300 that Dan's got in his library. <laughs> 296. Yeah. I'm at 296. Getting there. <laughs> Let's get the next Humble Bundle. You'll flesh that out to oh, 300, yeah. no problem. Oh, the Humble Bundle now is... Uh, Game-making. No. Well, there's that one, but there's also the uh, oh Kickstarter bundle. There's a few There's a few decent games on there. Oh, I'm going to look it up right now. Yeah. A few popular ones on there. Not A new... Ex- Sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say... Uh, not- new, new expansion is coming. Do you want to say what you're going to say? No, before? just go ahead. It's not important. <laughs> a, a new expansion is coming to Baldur's Gate. Baldur's Gate. Uh, this is the enhanced edition that was released. The first one was released last year. Uh, I don't know. 
It's an old game that yeah. was remastered and yeah. re-released last year or the year before. It's on mobile um, devices now, and it's everywhere. Yeah, so this expansion is set between... Oh, I forgot to write down the name of the... It's the Siege of Dragonspear. Uh, it's set between Baldur's Gate 1 and 2, and sounds like a fully-fledged uh, expansion with new areas, monsters, items, the whole shebang. But what I thought was cool is that you can export your save from this expansion to Baldur's Gate 2. So oh, there's cool. a little bit of permanence between the two games. Uh, and also cross-platform multiplayer, which is always a big bonus. Yeah, definitely. I've been meaning... You have this, Dan. Don't, speaking of games you have on Steam, don't you have the Enhanced Edition, or is it Will? I, it's pro- I think it's Will. I have them right. in my... I think I have them on my wish list. Or maybe I haven't. I have them say They're on my uh, uh, Play Store wish list, too. Oh, I have Baldur's Gate 2 Enhanced Edition. There you go. I don't have the first one. So that's cool. Um, League of Legends' new reporting system has reduced verbal abuse to only 2% of matches. Bullshit. 2%. It dep- I guess it would depend on what you define as verbal abuse. Yeah. It would probably have to be really bad. It went from 100% to 2 <laughs> Apparently it is, uh, anecdotally, of course, uh, well, I guess they do have some stats to back it up, but uh, apparently it's pretty effective. It's called the Tribunal, and essentially what it does is it creates a forum for players to, quote, report, view, and discuss harassment in the game. And I saw some screenshots of this, and it looked fascinating. I'd hate to see my, well, no, I'd be happy to see my Heroes of the Storm uh, reporting profile, because Mm -hmm. I think it'd look pretty good. Yeah, maybe not. I don't Favorable. know. I was I was kind of an asshole on our guys' night just because I was drinking. Oh yeah. Uh, so Jeffrey Lin, who is the designer of social systems for Riot Games, said this: incidences of homophobia, sexism, and racism in League of Legends have fallen to a combined two percent of all games. I want to know what that's down from. I couldn't find that number. Hundred. Well, and that the thing like like that doesn't include calling someone like a fuckstick. You know, that's just specific. Uh, Dan, what? let me finish. Okay. Verbal abuse has dropped by more than forty percent, and ninety-one point six percent of negative players change their act and never commit another offense offense after just one reported penalty. That's good. Well, now we know how to fix all the world's problems with the <laughs> tribunal. Sure. Yeah democratize uh i guess i guess if it's working good yeah yeah i mean if if that's true then i hope heroes of the storm put something like that into play before i pull my hair out what i have left of my hair out yeah i i don't know i I, i'd be interested to talk to somebody who has used this system i know plenty of players of league of legends and i maybe we could have one on to talk about it because I find it fascinating. Yeah. And I wonder, like, is it, like, people who are reported, like, the video of the offense is, you can watch, and then, like, anybody or anybody in the community can, like, watch it and decide on a punishment? I don't really know huh. how the whole thing works. But it is it is really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Most deaf. Uh, speaking of esports, I don't know... This might be more for roundtable, but uh, there was a pro Counter Strike player who admits everyone does Adderall. Mm-hmm. Um, his Not name's surprised. Corey quote Semphis Friesen, and this was in an interview with Motherboard. Uh, there was a certain match in question in Poland where him and his team were communicating 
I don't know. I didn't. I didn't get a chance to watch it, but from what I understand, the the communication was a bit much. Um, and he admitted, uh, yeah, everyone does Adderall, and that's kind of interesting to me because it's it's sort of like performance enhancing <laughs> drugs in professional sports, yep. you know, roids, Adderall in esports. It's taken. And I'm actually brain like, it makes sense. I'm not surprised. Yeah. And thinking back on like the esports matches I have watched, there is like those guys look a little distant. A little spacey. A little spacey. Um, you know, you know I what I've totally always see thought? The, yep, go ahead. The guy, they never show any emotion when they win. Maybe like one guy on the team here or there, but I'm always like, man, I'd be so pumped. And they're just like sitting there. Now yeah. we know why. They're yep. blazed. <laughs> yeah, uh, they're uh, extremely focused. I wonder if this is going to lead to uh, drug testing on the esports scene. Well, the article um, you I, That's the next I cited, uh, ESL's rules on drugs. To play a match, be it online or offline, under the influence of any drugs, alcohol, or other performance enhancers is strictly prohibited and may be punished with exclusion from the ESL one. Wait, alcohol is a performance enhancer? Hasn't been I, my experience. Maybe, maybe it's that special kind of drunk where you're better at video games. <laughs> when you get in the but, zone? Yeah. My question is, like, where do you draw the line, though? Because, I mean, if if you have AD, ADD, can you say, well, I need my Adderall to function, fix my ADD? Right. But then there's, like, well, caffeine helps you focus, too. Is that not allowed? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it, it's interesting, anyway. <laughs> drug Everyone's testing. on Adderall. We should start a drug testing uh, company that... For esports, for esports, yeah, not a terrible idea. That is I'm gonna, not a terrible idea. I'm going to delete this part of the <laughs> episode off. <laughs> That's a great idea. It's, it actually is a really good idea. <laughs> I want to, uh, I want to do some science experiments and like play a bunch of games of Hearthstone without Adderall, and take a bunch of Adderall, and then play a bunch of Hearthstone matches. Corey, I'll just sit next to you with a notebook. Hearthstone. Yeah. Hearth- you- Hearthstone. Would that help you in Hearthstone? Oh yeah. Would it? Adderall helps you with everything. Corey, it's you a card speak game. from experience? As, uh, no, well, a friend of mine. <laughs> no, I, I, I have a, a lot of, I'm not afraid to admit, a lot of friends who, who enjoy taking Adderall uh, for, like, a night of partying and stuff. And it... it Is it for stamina? Of, what? So, like, for stamina boost it's or for what? Focusing. It's for everything. It's yeah. like, you ever seen the movie Limitless? No. With what's his name? Hot sexy guy. Uh, Which one? Bradley no. Cooper. Oh. <laughs> <I'm afraid laughs> he not. takes like the brain pill. I don't know, I don't man. Know. Anyway. Yeah. Well, yeah, we should do a test, Corey. You do Hearthstone and then I'll do um hots. Uh huh. And we'll get a box full of Adderall. We'll see uh-huh. what happens. We'll see what happens. Well even when I play like even when I play Hearthstone after drinking a bunch of beer or something. I just think about things in a different way. Okay. Kind of that, unlocks, that makes sense. unlocks certain things that your neurons aren't normally accustomed to thinking about things. I play Heroes of the Storm like absolute shit if I've been drinking. <laughs> but that's always been the case with me. Like when I was in a dart league, a bar dart league, I never drank when I played because I played like shit. So I was always the DD for the rest of my team who played better, yeah. hammered drunk. Uh-huh. So Gotcha. I don't know. Well... That's interesting. Anything else, Corey? No, that's it. Okay. 
I'll go next. Uh, I don't think we reported on this, but Lizard Squad member Julius Kivimaki was recently arrested in connection with DDoS <laughs> attacks on PSN and Xbox Live last Christmas. Daybreak Games CEO John Smedley, who had a bomb threat called in on one of his planes by the group, responded to the fairly late sentencing by Finnish government by writing, I'm coming for you, Julius, uh, and threatening to sue both Kivimaki and his parents. Lizard Squad's response to Smedley's threat was to DDoS some of Daybreak Games' servers, causing games like Plantside 2 to be unplayable. Uh, in a Reddit post the other day, Smedley further voiced his thoughts on Kivimaki and Lizard Squad by saying, quote, I'm extremely angry that the Finnish justice system chose to let Julius Kivimaki off with two-year suspended sentence. This guy has the worst kind of bad news. He's been involved for years in every kind of terrible thing you can imagine, including carding, hacking, swatting people all over the world. He's also participated in a major way in DDoS attacks that have caused a lot of grief for gamers and a lot of economic damage to the companies that make and run games. End quote. So... Good on you, Smedley. Yeah. I don't blame you for being pissed off. I'm kind of pissed off that he only got he didn't even not even going going to jail. He's just limited computer use for like Can two years. Slap on the wrist for two years. Can yeah. you clear up for me exactly what swatting is? Swatting is when you call a SWAT team on someone and have them raid someone's house. Like a lot well, of how do you like? I don't know. You would have to have they would have to like say it was a like a terrorist something or other or or, or there, there's a bomb there or something and they just and, take and, your word for it. And I don't know. I don't know how exactly it works. They have but, to. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. But yeah, the SWAT team will bust into the the, play, the apartment and like you fucking imagine probably flashbang. I don't know. I don't know what oh they do. But God. yeah. It, well, the, the one the dude. I forget who it was, but somebody swatted him and like the cop showed up and he was just like minding his own business. Yeah. Um, it freaked out and everything, but the, while well, the cops were there, they found, like, pot in his house, so he got in trouble for that. Oh, oh my god, that's that awful. fucking pisses me off. That's awful. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with people? Yeah, people are shit. Lizard squad, go fuck yourselves. Yeah, he should have, they should have made an example out of him. You know? Throw him in prison for 20 years. Whatever. Team Mussolini's from Finland, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Little side hockey note for you there. <laughs> <laughs> I th- I think it was kind of stupid though for him to say I'm coming for you. Well, yeah, he had to expect something was gonna that Lizard Squad great. was gonna retaliate. Yeah. So I don't know. I I, I take Smedley's side on that. I don't I don't like that uh, that they brought the you know PSN and, and Xbox Live down over Christmas when people are home playing games with their family. Like, how much of a prick do you have to be to do that? You know. Yeah, there's a special place in hell. Yep. Oh, man, or, is there ever. Yeah, that's that's not, not right. People that get their kicks out of this. Oh, exactly. That's that's what makes it even worse. They, they, they do it for the lulls, as they call yeah. it. It's not uh, It's I, not even funny, though. No, like, it's not. They, it's, they're being douchebags. They're, they're, they're kids. They're kids that are douchebags that want to make other people suffer. Yeah. And I feel like there is a time and place for that kind of thing, but uh, nope, from what not. we've seen. They Christmas haven't. certainly is not that time or place. Right. I don't really feel like there's a time or place to be swatting anybody, as it turns out. That's just horrible. Unless you're swatting the lizard squad, then there's definitely always a time and place for that. The uh, there's actually someone. It was like a like a 15 year old that swatted someone uh, in the United States, and he went to prison for like 10 years or something like <laughs> yep. that. Oh, good. It's like Judge yeah, exactly. The book at him. Yeah, exactly. That's what needs to happen. That's Shit. that's and the only that's... way people are going to stop doing that. I think that's what uh, part of the ruling was, was it's somebody who understood yeah, that they were... the gravity yep. of the situation and said, like, yep. if we don't start cracking down on these types of 
situations, then it's going to get out of hand. Yeah. And like Eric, I see you asking in our chat room, uh, have they shot anyone? That's what's got to happen. Somebody has to get killed. Yeah. Which would before. be just awful. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine just sitting there in your underwear, like playing Halo? And, and all of a sudden, SWAT team, show the SWAT team shows up and they just put a bullet in your back. Uh, that's awful. Uh, it's depressing. So good on you, Smedley. Yeah, we've had our disagreements in the past, but I'll take your side on this. Wait, one. what have we disagreed with him about? He's uh, Star Wars Galaxies. Oh, say I, no more, Dan. I still, uh, <laughs> I'm still angry about that. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. He scored some points in my book. Uh, moving on, Jade Raymond has opened a new studio with EA called Motive, and it was announced that her new studio will be assisting Visceral with their new Star Wars game, as well as building a completely new IP. Uh, Jade Raymond, if you don't know, is uh, was with Ubisoft for about 10 years and was instrumental in the production of the early Assassin's Creed games, Watch Dogs, and Splinter Cell Blacklist. So, there's that. Uh, Dead Island 2 is going through some turmoil. After being delayed in 2016, Deep Silver has announced this week that Jaeger is no longer developing Dead Island 2. Um, they have, they put, I don't know, someplace, someplace on social media or in a blog or something. Uh, with Dead Island 2, Deep Silver has always been dedicated to delivering the sequel that Dead Island fans deserve after careful consideration. Today we announced the decision to part ways with developmental partner Jaeger. We will continue working towards... Bring our vision of Dial and Two to life, and we will share further information at a later stage. There's no word on who's going to be developing it yet, but it's not hey. going to be Jaeger. Not a good sign. No, I mean it's. I guess it's good that <laughs> if they didn't think the game was up to snuff, that they're, you know, giving it to a different developer who maybe will make it work. You know. Yeah, I've kind of lost hope in that. The whole thing. I didn't like the first game enough to really give a shit about this but yeah I like... yeah, and all we really saw was a teaser for the second one so it's not <laughs> right. like there wasn't anything there to build that much excitement for you know no it's a little something to whet the appetite yeah um for those that remember the commodore 64 commodore is back and we'll be making a smartphone called the commodore pet um this is from wired magazine they said the new Commodore PET is an Android phone of rather common design. It is well built with an aluminum frame and an interchangeable polycarbonate covers. The shell displays a big C logo and a smaller one could replace the home button below the 5.5 inch IPS 1920 by 10 pixel resolution display made of gorilla gorilla glass three. The phone will feature a 1.7 gigahertz media tech 64 bit octa-core processor with arm and Mali blah, blah, blah. Uh, the main camera uses 13 megapixel Sony sensor with a bright F20 aperture, F2.0 aperture. Um, it can take images up to 4,000 by 4,096 by 2,304 pixels and videos up to 1080p HD. Front camera or front camera or selfie cam, as the kids, as the kids are calling the kids it. are calling it these days, uh, is an 8 megapixel rig with uh, 80 degree wide angle lens. Both can be operated with the dedicated shutter button on the right side of the case. PET has dual SIM 4G connectivity. Most interesting feature, however, of the Commodore phone is that it comes with two pre-installed emulators allowing the user to play Commodore 64 and Amiga games on it. It will also have multiple colors uh, and internal storages to choose from, including the classic PC beige color. Remember that? 
No. On the old computers, the beige, like... Oh, like, yeah, yeah, like, Off-white? Yeah. Like, like it's kind of cigarette stain? Yes, it's yeah. kind of ugly color. Um, but, you know, it brings back the, the feeling of your old PC. Uh, the PET will be available in Europe and in, in the Americas in a few months. So, I thought mm. that was kind of neat. That's all I got for Nibble Bits. What do you got, Eric? I just got two, Dan. All right. Uh, Fallout Shelter, speaking of big sales that we were talking about earlier, has sold... Earned five point one million dollars in its first two weeks of availability. That's crazy money. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they had a sale recently on some of their uh, extra stuff, like lunch pails and whatnot. Yeah, is that what they're called? Lunch pails, lunch so. boxes. I think so. Um, have you guys been playing it at all since it first came yeah. out? No, I, I mean I'm waiting for it to come out on Android. I can't. That's I right. can't get the the iPads from the kids long enough to. Gotcha. As soon as I start using it, they're like, I want to use it. You know, I've completely lost interest. Yeah, mm-hmm. I kind of just want to try it. It's worth trying. Yeah, I would. I would say that. But I'm. It's... I'm in the same boat. I'd probably play it for a couple days and then yeah, never look at it again. So, the only mobile game that kept my attention for an extended period was Tiny Tower. Okay, I can see that. That was I a don't, great game. I don't think there was one for me. I played Angry Birds a little bit, like when it was new. Yeah. Um. But I'm, that was probably it for mobile games for me. And my last one. It's not really news, but I thought it was interesting. Um, I read an article. This is from Destructoid. That Naughty Dog devs thought that The Last of Us was going to ruin the studio's name. <laughs> really? They actually, yeah, they why? did not think it was going to be that well received. Why Why is that? Did I don't they know. Did specifics? Not really. There's not really too many specifics. Um couple of quotes in here. We thought we were going to ruin the name and image of Naughty Dog that's been so hardly built for years with blood, sweat, and tears. We thought we were ruining Naughty Dog's image. Um, they used to joke that that The Last of Us was going to be the downfall of the studio. Really? Yeah. I don't know why that would be. Yeah, I don't either. But I guess that worked out all right for him, huh? Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> I thought that was kind of interesting. That is interesting. If you thought a game was going to suck that bad, why would you even put it out? Yeah. So I was thinking, at what point did they change their mind? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. That's it. Cool. How's your week, Eric? Uh, had a good week. Uh, Arsenal started their preseason tour, so that means soccer's right around the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, Time Warner Cable sent us an offer for $10 a month think we're gonna do it huh? because of soccer gotcha coming back you have to get a cable box too and yeah. then pay rental it's fees. all included i guess it says all the the stuff is included well i, I you should check, double check make sure so there will be a rental fee monthly yeah which is do you know how much i think it's like seven or eight bucks Jesus. double check it may not be yeah but you never know you won't know until you look on your bill it doesn't they, they, say rental fees included it says equipment is included okay I think that just means you have to have the cable okay. or the equipment. <laughs> I, th- I, I, I don't know if you can get your own. I know, like, with a cable modem, you can buy your own. Right. And it's like, I think the one I want to get is, like, 70 bucks. So the rental fee for the modem is, like, 8 bucks a month. So within 10 months, it's already paid for itself, and then you're just, you know, pocketing that extra 8 bucks yeah. a month. But I don't know if you can do that for, a, a, like, a cable box. Well, I, we'll see. I would call them. And yeah, no, out. I'm definitely going to. I, I just, I'm sick of having to screw around to watch the soccer games. I yeah. just want to watch them. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
So there's that. I watched a movie that I really enjoyed called Detachment. It's uh-huh. got Adrian Brody in it. Um, he plays a substitute teacher, and he what he does is he moves around to like high risk areas with like, you know, uh, kind of violent kids or kids that are kind of troubled or whatever. And the reason he does that is he doesn't want to get attached to them. Uh-huh. So he moves frequently. He'll take like short-term substitution jobs for like a month and yeah. then go to a new school because he doesn't want to get attached to kids and like get involved in their lives. And um, it was a really interesting movie. Like he takes care of his grandfather and like he kind of takes this one girl under his wing, not a girl that he finds at the school, which it was a whole separate part of the story, which was really cool. Um, but it's, uh, I find that all the best movies are depressing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is part of the reason I don't really watch movies yeah, either. This one, this one was fairly depressing, <laughs> uh, but I would definitely recommend it. It, it. It's one of those movies that kind of makes you think about life and, yeah. and stuff like that. Um, nice. I actually am an Adrian Brody fan. That's the reason I watched this one. Mm-hmm. Um, there's my fiance Googled like movies to watch on Netflix. It's the same list that we looked at for, uh, Short Term 12, I think it was called, uh-huh. um, that I recommended a little while ago. Um, and this was another good one from that list. It's got 23 movies on it. So if you see some 23 movies to watch on Netflix, that's the list we're watching through right now. Uh, we were going to watch another one. I can't remember what it was called, but it was all Korean. Uh-huh. And neither of us really wanted to. Read subtitles. Yeah, so we didn't. Yeah. <laughs> but you got to be in the right mood for that. sounded fucked up, though. Oh. Yeah. I might watch it when she's <laughs> not around. It's about a guy who gets... Uh, I don't know if he gets kidnapped or what, but he's held hostage for like 12 or 15 years. Yeah. And then they like release him and just some fucked up shit happens, I guess. What are you talking about? I don't remember what the movie was called. Old Boy? Yes. Oh, that's on my my queue. Have you seen it? I haven't watched it. Is it fucked up? Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Kind of want to watch that. Um,. After like ten minutes of watching subtitles too, like I don't even think about it anymore. Yeah, it's just you just do it. Yeah, but I would recommend uh, Detachment. It was really good. Okay. I don't think. Uh, oh, I have a job interview tomorrow. So um, good luck to you. Thank on you, that, sir. Yeah, eleven o'clock. Uh, we'll see. Hopefully everything goes well, and I'll be heading down to Virginia about a year from now. Could L- be sooner. Less than a year. Depends. Ideally, you want, like, a little less than a year, right? Like, shortly after your fiancé graduates. Uh, May or later would be great. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. There's different possibilities with it, so we'll see what happens. But Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not too nervous. I don't really get nervous about stuff like that. So pretty good at talking on my feet with Uh things of that nature. So I will report back on how that goes next week one way or another. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. It could be one of those things, too, where you think you bombed the interview and they actually really liked it. Yeah, who knows? I, it's it's also one of those things where, like, I know I'm not going to do bad enough where they're not going to offer me something right. to go for, but I would really like them to offer me what I applied for. Okay. So. Yeah. We'll see. Nice. Gotcha. Is that everything? Yeah, I think that's it. Okay. Um, I will go next. Uh, I actually did quite a bit. I've got a, quite a bit to talk about this week. Uh, first and foremost, me and my wife actually had a date night for the first. It was a first date night, like actual, like you know, kind of going out on a date. Since since my were daughter, you like open doors for her and stuff? No, I don't. Uh, not really. Not like that exactly. But I mean, we haven't. No chivalry. 
we've we've only like left the house together uh, three times since my daughter's been born, um, and this was the first one where I actually like went like you know a date date like I said. Um, so my wife actually entered me for Father's Day on a contest for a restaurant called Food and Fire around here. Are you familiar with Food and Fire? I know where it is. Okay. Um, and we we want a free appetizer, so that's where we went for dinner. You know, I didn't even know you were in this, yeah. so I didn't even get to cast my vote. I didn't know either until, like, the voting was already, like, going on. But I, I did win a free appetizer, um, which was cool. Uh, that restaurant is amazing. Oh, really? I highly recommend it. It's a like a barbecue joint. I think uh, Billy, who mm-hmm. I mentioned earlier, I think one of his family members is part owner. Okay, yeah. There's a few like it's a locally owned place. Yeah. It's uh, um, and the food and fire thing is is from a, a Benjamin Franklin quote, which is cool. Um, cool. but they do really good barbecue. I got a oh, first of all, we got uh, nachos as the appetizer which had pulled pork on it. It was cheese and pulled pork and, and green chilies and tomatoes and beans. It was fantastic. Pulled, nice. pulled pork there is excellent. Is I got, that where we should go for our... Uh... Maybe. It's not really fancy. Okay. It's a... I mean, like, it's a, it's a barbecue joint. It's a little bit of an upscale barbecue joint, though. Um, it, they've got 40 craft beers on tap. Oh, well. Um, but I got a brisket melt sandwich, which was phenomenal. Nice. Um so good so good so we did 40 craft beers on tap yeah jeez yep i got a some kind of milk stout that was really good that's a that's a meal in itself it didn't sit well with the nachos with the (laughs) green chilies on it but uh it was it was really good um and like i said the brisket melt was was fantastic um and then i voted for you dan thank you you're welcome and then after that we uh took a painting class kind of we have this local place in Binghamton called Uncork Creations where you go and, like, you do a painting. Um, so we did that. I will not quit my day job as a stay-at-home dad. Or I my thought dad. it looked fine. It, it's okay. Um, it, my wife said it was because she has done a lot of them. Um, we have, like, her, her paintings, like, in the house. Um, she said it was the hardest one because you had to paint, like, wood grain, which is kind of difficult. I didn't know any better. I, I mean, I'm just not a, you know, I'm not an artistic person, but it was still fun. It was like, it was something different to do. You know, yeah. I've never, mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever done that. Not since uh, like elementary school finger paintings, you know? So yeah, <laughs> it was fun. Um, I seen those finger paints you bring home and they <laughs> suck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what so, is that from? Um, but it, but it's like a, uh, Billy Madison. Is it? Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. Uh, right. Yep. 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 <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, it's like a, it's like a, like a, almost like wood paneling or wood planking. And then it's got a white anchor on the, on yeah. it. I'm actually going to bring it down here. I wanted to show people in the stream, but it's upstairs. I'm not going to worry about it now. We'll tweet a picture of it. Yeah. Dan's um, handiwork. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a lot of fun though. We, uh, got some snacks while we were, while we were there, they have like a wine bar and they have beer and, uh, like weird treats and stuff. It's kind of neat. Nice. Um, yeah, so I did that. That was a, a blast. Uh, I traded in my shield tablet. Whoa! Yeah, I've got a got a newish one. I didn't here. even notice that. Yeah. Um, so it shows how much I pay attention. I mean, the 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 real reason why I had it was to stream games upstairs from down here because my computer was down here, but my computer's upstairs. I really wasn't using it. Uh, and on a whim, I went on Amazon to see how much it was worth, uh, mm. and it was worth two hundred and fifty bucks, wow. which is almost what I paid for it. Well, I didn't trade it in right then. I waited a few days. I was like, eh, I'll keep an eye on the price. Maybe it'll go up. And, of course, it went down. 
Um, but yeah, the condition it was, I, I submitted it as good condition, so I should get 192 for it, which is not that much less than what we paid for it. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then I'm using my wife's old uh, Samsung Tab Four seven inch because we got the new tablet from AT and T, so she's using that one, and I'm gotcha. using her old one. So. Uh, but I'm still waiting for the confirmation. They have to com- com- confirm the quality. If it's not up to their standards, um, they're just going to send it back. So, Dan, in the in the world of tech, I forgot to mm-hmm. talk about my hard drive installations. Oh, yeah. Um, so I upgraded both of my console hard drives. Uh, I got a two terabyte for each of the consoles. The, the Xbox really couldn't be any easier. Yeah. You just plug, <laughs> plug it, it in, in, external hard drive, and it'll ask if you want to format it for the for games and you say yes and that's mm-hmm. pretty much it and then you just have to transfer everything over to it which took a while but whatever yeah that was the same with the wii u same, <clears throat> yeah. same exact process ps4 is a little more involved um but it wasn't bad okay um, i found good stuff to walk you through it i was gonna ask you how the software thing is because software is always a pain in the ass for me it wasn't bad the, the biggest pain in the ass for me was um i only have one thumb drive uh so i had to Take my game save files off my PS4, put them on my computer, wipe, format that. Then you have to make a folder, a PS4 folder in the thumb drive, and then Mm -hmm. make a folder that's called update in that folder. Uh And then you have to download the latest uh, software for the PS4 onto the thumb drive. Yeah. And then once you... Once you uh, physically install the new hard drive into the system, which... Which was pretty easy. It was easy. You just have to unscrew, like, five screws and yeah. pop it in, and that's it. Yep. Um, and then you just put the thumb drive in and hope that you got the latest software. Gotcha. Um, I guess some people have had issues with that. I guess I got lucky. I didn't have any issues with it at all, so Good. it was actually pretty easy. Good. Um, the biggest pain in the ass was just the, the save file thing. Yeah. So. Probably waiting for stuff to re-download, too. I did it overnight. Oh, Okay. I had I put all my game discs in before I went to bed and just had them download overnight. Mm-hmm. So that was it. Nice. That's good. It's good that that went nice and easy for you. Riz wants us to talk about uh, Amazon Prime Day. Oh yeah, uh, that was that was actually coming up. Oh, okay. Um, for me, um, so I've also been searching everywhere for the Splatoon amiibo. Um, I want the three pack for the Splatoon amiibo. The little squid one has awesome uh, in game items. Does it? It looks like uh, a Cylon from. Battlestar Galactica, Corey. The helmet looks like a Cylon, and then it's like like this big. I, I want it, so uh, I've been looking everywhere. Mm-hmm. They're sold out everywhere. You can find scalpers selling them for at least ninety dollars, whereas the pack is normally thirty five. So I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to wait until I can find it. If I can find it, if I can't find it, screw it. Um, Prime Day. Did anyone buy anything on Prime Day? No, it's terrible. Yeah. Um, there I was, did. What'd you buy? I already talked about it, Etrian Odyssey. Oh, that's right. Okay. And it knocked 275 off or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, there was not a lot of of things there. Like, a lot of it was, like, cell phone cases and cables. A lot and, of cell phone cases. Yeah. Uh, too many. There was a handful of things that were good. Like, some, some baby stuff was, was a good price, mm-hmm. um, like car seats and strollers and stuff. That was okay. Um, some of the electronics were okay priced. There was a decent PlayStation 4 deal. Um but for the, for the console, for the console and a couple games, I think it was some new game, like three new games for four hundred for the console. Um, Riz throws in there was some good deals on women's underwear, <laughs> probably granny panties. They're always granny panties too. They're never <laughs> never anything nice. 
Um, but yeah, the the $115 40-inch television popped up. Uh, and me and my wife had been in the market for a new television because ours has – it's got the discoloration. I think I talked about it last week, but it's got discoloration around the outside and it's starting to get like lines across on the left-hand side. Um, so we were going to get that one, but it sold out like almost immediately. Um, so we ended up getting a television on Woot. We got a 48-inch um, for 309 I think, uh, 1080p. Uh, it's a, one of the Roku TVs. Um, so it's got ro- the Roku system built into into the TV. Uh, which is cool. Um, Did you say 308? Three, th- I think it was 309.99. I have a friend that's trying to sell a TV that he used like once. Oh, really? I wish I had that's okay. known. Yeah. Yeah, we uh, we, we needed it. So it, it's going to be like our current TV is 40 inches. So I'm, I'm glad that it's going to be bigger too. That'll be nice. Um, but yeah, that's all I got going on. Cool. What do you got, Corey? I'm excited for the new TV. That should come next week, though. I don't know, guys. In my uh, endless quest to figure out what I want to do in life, I watched The Wizard of Oz, but muted it and played Pink Floyd's uh, okay. Dark Side of the Moon. I heard oh, about you that. You really were exploring your options, weren't you, Corey? Uh, yes, I was. <laughs> it was a... Uh, Fun Friday night for Corey by himself. <laughs> um, it was interesting. Yeah, I've heard that's cool. It is cool. Parts of it sync up really well, and when that happens, it's awesome. But then there's other parts where you're just like, eh. Um, I'm not a huge Pink Pink Floyd fan, but what I what I really got out of watching the two paired together was. Man, what a great movie Wizard of Oz is, and man, what a great album Dark Side of the Moon is. All right. Um, not like, you know, the two combined. The thing I was really looking forward to, like, ever since the movie started was, I wonder what song is going to be playing when Dorothy transitions from black and white to the colored land of Oz. Uh, and it was that song, Money. I don't you know. know it. Money! It's a crime. Nope. You'd know it if you heard it. I'm sure. Yeah, you would. Doesn't and it's sound. like, what? How is that? I, I don't know. Like, the the biggest moment in The Wizard of Oz and that Money song is, like, right before she walks out the door, you hear the cash register from the song Money. It's like, <laughs> I don't... That's don't a little more it. modern, you know? Yeah, I don't know. It just, it didn't feel right. But, like, some parts are so cool. Like, the, especially leading up to when she gets to Oz... Uh, it, it's there's some parts that sync up and it's it's really cool, hmm. but for the most part, I was just kind of lukewarm on the Corey, whole. Corey, I do a, recommend it. You're but. a big Dark Side of the Moon fan, huh? I, I again, like I've never really been into Pink Floyd that much. I've never really given them my time, but after listening to that album, it's it's a really good album. I hate Pink Floyd. Yeah, I'm. I mean, it's been a long time. Maybe I'll like them now, but I doubt it. Yeah. You gonna get into like classic rock? No. <laughs> I mean, what kind of classic rock are we talking? About? You know, does that uh, count Guns and Roses? No, Guns and Roses. Well, yeah, I like Guns and Roses. I like Guns and Roses too. I like I, Van Halen. I, I'm more of a like I like a handful of songs here and there from it. I can't pick mm-hmm. one classic rock artist and say, oh yeah, I love them. But I like a few songs here and there. But that's pretty much me with most musicians. Yeah. I've got a few favorites that I like most of their stuff, but yeah, yep. for the most part, it's a song here, hit and there. or miss. Yep. 
That's how I am with music. I love that song by Newfound Glory. <laughs> I actually, like, I actually most of, like most of their stuff. I do too. I was going to yeah, say, that's awful one of them. As that sound. Awesome. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I mean, I did some other things here and there, but I wanted to share that. I do recommend it. I want to find more movies that do that. There's, there's a few good lists like on Reddit and stuff, but I don't know. That's like the classic example of pairing an album with a, with a film. Yeah. Um, but I had a good time. I had a good time doing it. Are My they, this, are they the same working. length? No, you actually, uh, I think three times the album plays through three times or two oh. and a half or something like that. God. And like people argue about when's the perfect time to sync it up. Is it, do you start the album when the MGM logo shows up? Uh, some people argue like you do it on the first roar of the lion. Some people argue that it's the third roar of the lion. Why doesn't someone just ask Pink Floyd when you're supposed to start the album? Oh, they, it's not, they said it's complete bullshit that that's even a thing. Like oh. that was not their intention. Hmm. The one guy joked, he's like, it's bullshit that it syncs up with Wizard of Oz because we totally meant it to be for the sound of music. <laughs> that's the, the classic joke, but <laughs> I get it. I don't know. People just kind of attach this meaningless meaning to it. Yeah. Okay. That's cool that you did that, though. My girlfriend didn't think so. Why? I don't know. She came home from work, and I was just, like, staring at my laptop. <laughs> like, she heard the music, and then she saw I was watching The Wizard of Oz. And she's like, what are you doing? And, of course, I just shushed her and told her to keep herself busy. Leave you be. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Anything else, Corey? Eh. All right. What'd you play? <laughs> Nothing. Uh, I played a little Hearthstone here and there. It sucks. I haven't done an arena run in a long time. In a long time, and I did it the other night, and uh, just kept falling asleep while I was playing. <laughs> and then, it's like me course, when I like, read a I, book, <laughs> I woke up in the morning with like my tablet on my chest, with like the lo- you lost screen, and like I only had one win in an arena run. I was just kind of bummed. But I did try on my iPhone Million Arthur, which is Square Enix published uh, Gameville CCG. Wow, is that game bad? Really? <laughs> it's not fair. I played, it, I played it for about 10 minutes and never got to play anything. I watched a bunch of dialogue. Uh, like, all these characters, I had no idea who they were, what they were talking about. Like, I can save the kingdom and pull, pull the sword from the stone. I'm just, like, watching all this stuff. And I'm like, what is going on? And then it, like, puts you in a battle, but you never actually control anything. And all this crazy stuff happens. And then it's like, congrats, you won. And then you level up. And it's like, you can assign points to things. And I'm like, I have no idea what any of this means. Right. And at what point are you going to tell me? <laughs> and I got real mad. And I just deleted it. Okay. So I don't recommend Million Arthur, but that's, I mean, it's got pretty good reviews. But I wonder how many of those reviews are legit. Right. I don't know. I I couldn't make any sense of what was happening, and I didn't think it was a a good way to be introduced to the game the way that they did it. And, uh, you know, I'm not playing a mobile game for a grand epic story, you know? Yeah. Time killer. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatevs. But that's the only thing I tried to play. Hopefully next week I'll have uh, some games played. I've just been just busy with stupid stuff that I haven't really had a chance to sit down and play anything. But right. hopefully over the weekend I'll have a little time. I want to play some Rocket League. Uh, I want to try Card Hunter again on Steam. Uh-huh. 
Uh, my Etrian Odyssey Mystery Dungeon should come, so I want to try that a little bit. Right. Uh, hopefully I can have all that for next week. Cool. Okay. What do you got, Eric? I already pretty much talked about Rocket League and Batman. Batman. Yeah. Okay. That's all I played. Sounds good. Uh, I got a couple things. Uh, played Bioshock Infinite and beat it. Hey. Thank you. My yearly Bioshock Infinite playthrough. Uh, love it. Still going to play through the DLC probably this week. Maybe. I don't know how you go we'll back and play these games every year. Well, I one of the things I like to do is uh, pick up on stuff that I missed the first handful of times playing through. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially in Bioshock Infinite, like, there's a lot of stuff to miss. Um, yeah, so that's my yearly playthrough. Uh, I actually I, I should come up with a list of because there's a handful of games that I'm going to play through again. Like, I want to play through the Metro series again. Uh, but there's also, like, new games that I want to play. Um you know, and, and touch on my backlog a little bit while I have open time, you know, cause September new games are going to start coming out. I won't have as much time to, to play, uh, older stuff. So yeah, beat by I can, I still have to do the DLC. I want to do barrel at sea part one and two. Um, like I said, hopefully by next week I'll have played those and can report on them. Uh, I beat Splatoon, the single player. Thank you. Uh, I enjoyed the single player in Splatoon. It was, it was fun. Um, Good puzzles, uh, good boss fights. I heard the boss fights were good. The boss fights were very good. The last boss fight, especially, was was pretty darn good. Um, I don't really know what happened in the story, but I was able to collect all the sea scrolls that you get, and you get like special equipment unlocks for those. So I did that. Um, I already talked about my multiplayer Splatoon experience earlier, so I won't get into that again. Uh, and then I started playing Remember Me again. Um, I talked about the stuff in Batman that jogged my memory about Remember Me, so I fired that one up i think i'm like halfway through it at this point um i like that game it was fun it's all right yeah um i actually like it more i think the second time i'm playing through it uh the combat reminds me a lot of bayonetta not as good but it's a, it's in that same vein um so i i have a better grasp on it than i did um when i first played i remember having trouble with it mm-hmm. the first time i played through it um, but the, you know, the memory remix stuff is all really, really well done. I wish there was more of those. I think there's only three of them in the whole game. Um, that was kind of the hook for mm-hmm. that game was the memory remixing. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm enjoying it. It's a short game. I think it's eight or nine hours. So, uh, like I said, I'm about ha- halfway through that. Uh, graphics are really nice still. Um, I was kind of surprised at how nice it looked. So should I play this one? I know I didn't play it last year. You could try it. No, I don't think you'll <laughs> like it. But yeah, you can try it. Um, I, I, I think the the science fiction, uh, the science, the the uh, memory hook thing is kind of neat. But I don't. Yeah. There's not enough of it. I don't. Well, I don't. I don't mean that. But I mean like what mem- what memories mean to to a, oh, an individual okay. and stuff. Like the the science fiction type mm-hmm. of aspect to it. Um, I think is really interesting. Um, because there's a there's a company essentially that. Uh, trademarks your your memories and you can upload them and share them with other people and like what what that means um to an individual and and losing your individuality which is kind of ties in with uh you know facebook and instagram everyone putting everything about their lives on that i think it's kind of a uh i guess allegory of that so speaking of that uh i did watch another movie this past week called ex machina oh oh yes that's uh i almost rented that yeah, I uh, definitely recommend it. It's it's really interesting, and uh, the corporation in that is sort of a metaphor for Google and what Google's doing, and how that can 
play into artificial intelligence and, and stuff like that. It's it's pretty interesting. That's what I like about science fiction is mm-hmm. the looking ahead at what problems humanity can face and dealing with them then. Like, uh, which is one of the reasons why I like 1984 so much. I don't think uh, think anyone can say 1984 is not not important. You know, especially not prophetic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like he went into the future and. Yeah. Anyway, that's for another conversation for another time. So I'm really liking Remember Me. Uh, and then I played briefly Rocket League, which I talked about. I only played about an hour, so I don't I don't have a great feel for the game yet. But I did really like what I played so far. Uh, it's a blast. Absolutely. Um, Eric was actually – Eric sent me the game for an early birthday present, yep. so thank you. I couldn't have that. you guys not playing it. Uh, especially now because we're going to be able to group up. Yeah. Um, that – PS4 players and Steam players can play against each other, but there, there's no like grouping uh, grouping mechanic. So uh, I guess in the next Rocket League patch, they're going to work on that. So we'll be able to group up and, and be on a team and stuff. So will we be able to chat? I don't know. We might have to like Skype, Skype? or something. I don't know if my bandwidth can handle that. Uh, maybe try it on your phone. Huh? That probably wouldn't use as much bandwidth, and maybe just maybe just the audio and turn the video off. You know? Yeah. We need landlines. Get a good old fashioned yeah, right? conference call going. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. Corey, you, yeah, Corey nailed it. You'd think it'd be easier nowadays, you know? Yeah. Although our internet sucks around here, so there's that. Um, and that's all I played, I think. Dan, I'm wondering if you and I because we're gonna be sharing the game. Yeah. And it gives you like five a long five minutes. Like if I'm playing your Rocket League and you log in and wanna play Rocket League, it gives me a good five minutes to log out yeah i wonder if that would give us enough time to get into a game and play a quick one oh maybe we should try we should test that out i think five experiment. minutes is enough time if you just if you find a match quickly well i think it would be just you versus me right i don't know i don't know how the game works so we, we could know. probably just do like a i could set up a like a one-on-one yeah i think see i didn't play i didn't play enough to get a good feel for what the what the online is like Mm-hmm. So I didn't play the online. Can you can you set up like like invite someone and private match? Yeah, yeah, private match. Yeah. yeah, that's what we should do. We should try it. Test Be a good it out. good test because it says it gives you five minutes, but I, I think I've I feel like I've timed it and it's like it's a good long five minutes. Okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> we should try it. That, that's a that'd be a fun experiment. Illegal rocket leaguing. <laughs> yeah get banned perma banned from per- steam perma banned if i got if i got perma banned from steam end it what has this all been for yeah it's like scuba diving do they Creed. do do they do perma, perma bands i don't know probably I, I think i think like you, you get make another account no i think you get warnings and stuff i think they mostly do that for hackers and cheaters like we would just kind of be experimenting um, taking taking advantage of one of their features i don't know that they would ban us for that i would hope not for science yeah exactly <laughs> we'll just say we were testing things out but i think they give you like a like you might get uh like a five-day ban or something like that so but anyway we're gonna take a quick break and uh get some feedback ready and we'll be right back right after this Welcome back, everybody. Episode 208 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. We are now in our feedback segment. Now, as far as I know, we only have we got two voicemails for feedback, so I'm going to play both of those. I don't believe we got anything else. I think our email seems to be clean. That's the so. consensus we came to. Okay. Uh, but if you sent us something last minute, we didn't get to it, just let us know, and we'll cover it next week. All right, here we go. Here's the first voicemail. 
Hey guys, this is Tito from LA. Uh, just real quickly, uh, I had a lot of fun playing Rocket League with Eric, and uh, we played a couple of matches with a couple of my buddies. Really, really fun game. Um, it's actually gotten me and my PS4 buddies away from Destiny, which is a good thing. <laughs> um, so finally, maybe we can move on until the Taken King comes out, but I'm not even sure if I w really want to continue doing that. I'm pretty burnt out for the most part. I'm burnt out on most games now. I, I kind of realize I'm not really into getting into too much. Right now I'm just doing games that are match-based, like Heroes of the Storm, Rocket League, you know, like these little mini, you know, spurts of 10 to 20-minute games, which is good. I don't know, maybe that's me growing up, but I guess I'm kind of waiting on the next adventure, the next game that's up my alley to get into. That may or may not be No Man's Sky, but that left me wondering... Um, I don't know if they'll have a cross-platform like Rocket League does between the PC and the PS4, but which of you guys plans on getting No Man's Sky and what platform will you get it for? Because I'm trying to make a decision and I'm not sure. I'm leaning towards PC, but if everyone's getting it on PS4. I know it's not a multiplayer game, but um, still, you know, that might make me buy it for PS4. Um, and in terms of question of the week, I, I can't, the only game I can think of I beat was Destiny, that's the last game I know of, and honestly, that's such a awful, there's no, nothing story related to give you any insight into <laughs> the protagonist, which is just your character. Yeah. Um, I mean, I could pick a character from the game, but even then, I just don't, the story sucks, so I have no clue, so no thank you. <laughs> I'll see you guys around. All right. Thanks, Tito. Tito, I don't think that's the – you not getting into games. I think that's more of a summer thing. I just yeah. think that's that's what, what happens to people, you know, um, this time of year. Because I, I too not, – not not that I'm having trouble getting into things, but um, I do, f too, find myself – like, one of the reasons why I like Splatoon so much, three-minute matches, and then it's over. Like, that's perfect. Because, I, you know, if I have a few minutes here and there, like, it's one of the games I can play with my kids around because it's not – you know, there's not – gut splattering everywhere when a when an inkling gets splattered you know it's just it's paint. it's paint yeah exactly uh matt my son always is like hey daddy can you play the painting game i'm like yes i can um so yeah i think i think that that sort of thing lends itself more towards summer um you're also probably gearing up towards fall right i mean that's really when uh when Damn, the weather starts to suck if i move to virginia am i gonna not want to play video games no you'll still want to play video yeah games. you're right it gets because it gets. I mean, it gets kind of cold there. You won't get like the snow that we do, but yeah. it'll still be like in the thirties. Oh, really? Yeah. You still get autumn. Yeah, it'll be autumn's it, my it, favorite. It's like being f fall all winter, and then you oh, occasionally perfect. get snow, but the whole state will shut down <laughs> when you get snow. That sounds perfect. Yep. <laughs> and you'll be like, "What the hell?" Like, yeah, it's like <laughs> half an inch of snow. I'm like, "What are you, bunch of pussies?" Yeah, exactly. I'm out cruising the streets, nobody else, just me and my buddy Jeff that lives down there. Yep. Nice. Oh, it's 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 crazy how how little snow it takes to shut the place down anymore. Um what was where, where else? No, Man's no Man's Sky. Sky. No Man's Sky. Who's yes. Who's buying it? Huh? Me. I mean, I think we're all getting it, right? I'm buying well, it. Corey probably won't like it. I doubt Corey will like it. <laughs> we guys <laughs> start my own podcast. <laughs> Uh, are you gonna get it, Corey? Probably. Yeah. Kind of have to, right? It's like one of those games. It's the game, really, that you have to get. Well, you'll get it for PC because yeah, you have I don't have to. a choice. Same I'm, with Dan. I'm getting it with PC because I have a. Uh, I don't have a choice. Um, I think Will. I mean, Will and Eric are the ones that would get it for for PS4. I'm getting it for PS4, and I don't know if there's cross-platform multiplayer because there is like. 
like I don't know if everyone's just going to be in the same solar system, you know? Like I don't you know, know how that's going to work. Honestly, if the game is a 20 or 30 dollar game, um and there is some sort of multiplayer thing that I find interesting, I would consider getting it for both. Getting it for both. Okay. So, my guess is it is cross-platform. I would think so. I mean, if I had to bet money, I would bet that yes, it is. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's more a shared universe than it is like multiplayer, right? You know? Right. Yeah, I wonder if there's going to be a way to like share coordinates with, you know, your real life friends and stuff, and your bros, and see, yeah, see if you can meet up. I don't think so. I think it's just like the economic side of it. You can meet up at like trading stations. Yeah. But in terms of like come to this planet where I'm at, I don't. I, I don't know. The vibe I get anyway is that right. that's not the case. Yeah. So it probably doesn't matter what platform you get it for. Whatever you're most comfortable playing it on, I guess. It just seems yeah. like a lot of work for them to segment the two. Yeah. Considering like the the scope of of what they're doing. Yeah, definitely. Um and and like I I wasn't sure, you know, how how that would be possible, but Rocket League has cross-platform multiplayer, so it's obviously not super difficult to do, you know. Yeah. I always thought Xbox was the one that would have the leg up on that, but Rocket League, it's fine, you know. It's all sharing sharing servers. I keep saying uh, more more games should do that, you know. Oh, absolutely, no doubt about it. There's no reason not to. Um, what else did Tito have? Um, no Man's Sky that was about it. He yeah. talked about Rocket League. Rocket League. Yeah. And then is uh, the question of the week? Yeah, Destiny. Uh, not much story there, unfortunately. No, none. But I hope you're able to get back into it, Tito, once the the expansion comes out. I feel like I missed out on all that. That's still a game I want to play. Yeah. I keep saying, yeah. if it comes out on PC, I will definitely buy it. No question. I think we'll get Destiny 2 on PC. Yeah, I, I would think that if Destiny was going to come out on PC, it probably they probably would have... We would have heard something about it. Yep. There's just been nothing. Like, I thought they were going to announce that at E3. That yeah, it's probably one of those things where they kind of weighed their options and said, well, you know, we're already working on Destiny 2 instead of going through the effort to get destiny one out on pc we'll just instead of giving you know. this hot pile here <laughs> yeah <laughs> actually really like this <laughs> yeah i think i think part of the re- my dislike for it was just not liking shooters on it with a controller very much i think splatoon is is okay because of the roller you know like old people like me who, who <laughs> were never very good with with first person shooters on console anyway um i just, i play so much better on a with a keyboard and mouse. Um, so I think that was, that was part of it for me, but so thanks Tito. Good to hear from you, Tito. Uh, let's play our next voicemail. Here we go. Hey, what's up fellas? It's Ryan in Iowa. Uh, I know Will's going to be back this week. So Sorry, I thought Ryan. I would answer <laughs> his actually. question, uh, from the previous episode that he had about the Brandon Saad trade to the Columbus blue jackets. Um, so what happened there was, from what I've gathered, is Saad gave his agent all of the power, and his agent did not discuss with Saad how they were going to, like, where their breaking point was, and so the GM for the Blackhawks, Stan Bowman, once he realized that they were going to be at least a million dollars apart, and then he got wind 
that there was two teams, one of them being Pittsburgh, the other might have been the Blue Jackets, the other one might have been um, the Canadiens, from what I read, uh, that were considering giving an offer sheet. Like, then he realized, all right, we're probably not going to get this deal done. He's going to get offer sheeted. We're not going to be able to keep side. We're going to have an ass load of compensatory picks next year, but that's not what they needed. They needed some role guys and, you know, somebody else to kind of fill that need if Richards left, um, which he ended up doing. So I, I think the, the, the deal that we got back was, was pretty good in the sense that this, this, I haven't seen a lot of them, but this, uh, Artemum Isimov dude, however you say his name. Apparently, he's a pretty legit, like, second center if he stays healthy. And I think that's the big question. You guys have probably seen him more in the East. But, Former um, Ranger. I'm, I'm glad we, we got him, and he's locked in now for, like, five years. Uh, and he's, like, younger than me. He's, like, 28 or something like that. So he should be really coming into his prime. And, um, and then we got the Blue Jackets' the number one prospect, who was this Marco Dano kid, um, who is, like, another Slovak and is looking forward to playing with Hosa, I guess. And he's, he's pretty flashy, and um, he could be a smaller version of Saad, I think. So um, I think we got some, some good return uh, for those guys. Then we got two, like, role-player guys, one who was um, on the Blackhawks and this kid named Jeremy Morin. Uh, I, I doubt that Q's going to play him because uh, him and Q butted heads, I guess, uh, and that's why we traded him last season for like a like a seventh pick or something like that, a seventh round pick. But uh, hopefully that answers your question. Well, uh, there was a lot of, I guess Saad Sa- was like really upset, like for, not just on Reddit, but a bunch of other like fairly reputable sources were just like, oh, Brandon Saad is like really disappointed he didn't get that deal done but at the same time he didn't he wasn't at the like the table and he let his like agent do all of it and you know his agent kind of fucked it up because he I guess he was like the the lowest that they could go was like 6.2 or something like that and Stan Bowman was like no all we can do room wise is five mil a year so um, the, the sharp trade, I kind of agree with the dudes from, uh, the puck podcast. If you listen to it this week, um, I think we got back a pretty decent return. Um, I kind of wish that we didn't give up like our number one, um, AHL, uh, D prospect and the Steven Johns dude, who's basically a, um, an unpolished version of key of, uh, Seabrook. So, that was a little disappointing, but um, I think Daly's going to slide in fine, and Garbutt's going to play on the third or fourth line, and we're just kind of stacking up uh, role players right now. Um, I know that you guys got uh, our backup goalie, um, Auntie Ranta. He's fucking really good. I hope you guys enjoy him when he, uh, you know, helps out King Lundquist. Uh, <laughs> Eric, I'm sure you're going to make some comments about uh, the Lady O'Reilly already fitting in, um, fucking drinking beers in a blue-collar town and, um, like, whatever else he was, like, busted for. Uh, I fucking hate that dude, by the way. <laughs> as, as, like, a big, as, uh, somebody who sees, uh, the Avs as, like, my number one, like, hated team. 
Probably, probably even more than the Blues, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I fa- fucking hate Ryan O'Reilly. He gives all Ryans a shitty name. Um, but that being said, uh, so there's a hockey talk for the moment, or uh, this episode, I guess. Uh, thanks a bunch, and um, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. All right, thanks, Ryan. Uh, Ryan actually asked about our our bandwidth, um, and what I what I wanted to say was. Um, <coughs> We used to have like a lot more bandwidth than, than we do now, but it was also really expensive. Um, so you'll probably notice like we we don't we don't talk about sports as much uh, because we don't we don't have as much uh, extra. Usually at the end of the month, we're trying to cram in and and get make sure we have enough bandwidth to get to get our episodes. And we used to have like I think it was a gigabyte, didn't we? And now we're only uh, four hundred megs. Um, of, of bandwidth so yeah we don't we don't we try not to get off topic as much because we used to spend like an hour on on sports or movies or whatever so we, we haven't been and been getting off topic as much because we don't have as much spare bandwidth i do think i'm going to up the cap a little bit but um it costs money obviously so uh so th- that's why like like especially at the end of the at the end of the month um we're trying to cram in a lot of times I have to, uh, form or not format, compress the episode at a, at a lower bit rate so that it fits in. Like, was it last month? It fit in, it was under one megabyte I that we had left. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that, that's why, um, we, we haven't been getting off topic as much. Like we used to, like I said, go on hour long tangents about whatever. Um, but we, we try to stay a little more focused this time. So, uh, unfortunately, Will wasn't here to answer your question, but I'm sure he she, sure he will will next week. Um, so, any thoughts, Corey? Yeah, I had some thoughts. What's it's, up? And I I kind of think the uh, just briefly. I know we don't want to talk too much hockey, but the whole like agent player relationship I think can be really confusing. And I think sometimes players will hide behind that to, so they don't look bad. Um, right. They may or may may not want more money. I don't know if that's the case here with Brandon Saad. Um, I kind of thought that was the case with Ryan Callahan when they couldn't get the deal done with the Rangers. Um, I don't know. I forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I'm surprised that Brandon Saad, like, he's a real good player. Is he coming off his rookie contract? Is this his first? I don't know. I want to say yes. That's a lot of money. And that's I like what the Rangers do. They they and a lot of people think they're stupid, but I like bridge contracts. Mm-hmm. Um, that bridges between you know your your rookie contract and then your long term contract. It's yeah. usually like a two year deal or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you never know. Like like a uh, Peter Pruka for the Rangers was a twenty goal rookie. Uh, he ended up being garbage for right. the most part. Right. Uh, <laughs> and if 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 they sign him to a big contract after that first year. You kind of screw yourselves. Right. So I don't know. I'm a big fan of the of the bridge deals. Um, just to see I, how I don't they know pan enough. Out. Just to see again. how they just to see how they pan out for another couple of years. Yeah, and if the player doesn't like it, tough. You know, yeah. there's other places to go play hockey. Yeah. Uh, I don't know enough about the Brandon Sod situation though to to really comment on that. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I think players sometimes use their agent as uh, and scapegoat. The agent probably doesn't mind because they're wetting their beak. You know, sure. <laughs> so. Sure. I'd be like, yeah, you can you can label me as the bad guy. Uh, I'll get you an extra, whatever million or the, two. Yeah, and the way I kind of look at it is, if like all this stuff is happening and my agent isn't communicating it to me, right? Then I'm getting a new agent, right? Yeah, I hear you. 
But again, I, I don't know enough about this. I wish Will was here because he knows uh, more about it than I do. Right. Okay. Uh, that's it for feedback, right? No. Oh, Artemisimov. I love yeah. that. Guy. And Ryan O'Reilly, yeah. I wanted to touch on. Bruce. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Corey. <laughs> no, I just yeah, I just wanted to say uh, I'll never forget when Anisimov. I think it was against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Scored the goal and turned around and used his stick as a gun to shoot. Oh, the that goalie. was him. That was fantastic. <laughs> he got suspended, uh, didn't he? I don't remember. I, I think I think he, he got did. I think he got a game or two. Suspension. It wasn't well received. No, it wasn't. no, no, not at all. The other team jumped him, but it was funny because Sean Avery had been thrown out of that game, and he was sitting in the locker room. And this was during the twenty four seven. So when you went back and watched the twenty four seven, they show Artem Anisimov going into the locker room because he had gotten thrown out of the game after doing that, and Sean Avery was just sitting in the locker room all by himself, and they just looked at each other and started laughing. It was a great moment. <laughs> Nice. All right. Eric Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah, I just wanted to read brief report so we could clear up. Oh, gotcha. Just six days after signing the richest contract in Buffalo Sabres history, center Ryan O'Reilly was arrested last week and charged with driving a motor vehicle, uh, which turned out to be his 1951 Chevrolet pick-em-up truck, uh, driving the vehicle ability impaired and leaving the scene of the accident where he ran into Tim Horton's Ooh. Uh, cafe and bake shop at 4.05 a.m. in Ontario. <laughs> gotcha. It's not funny, but... It's kind of funny. Kind of funny. <laughs> Nobody got hurt. It's, you can chuckle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's fitting right in up there, isn't he? <laughs> That's Man. crazy. Him and Eichel are going to have themselves a Oh, real my good God. Time. The two of them are going to party their asses off. Canada probably wouldn't have cared, but he crashed into a Tim Hortons, and that's inexcusable. <laughs> inexcusable. Oh, Will, that's I was talking... Treason. I was talking to Will before I came over here. He said that I, apparently O'Reilly just got this truck like two weeks ago and yeah. he was really excited about it and been posting pictures of it on like Instagram. <laughs> they fucking crashed it into Tim Hortons. You know, if it's 4 or 5, 4 or 5 in the morning and you're hammered, you just need some Timmy Ho's. You need some Timmy Ho's, yeah, some donuts and coffee. You know? From Timmy Ho's. Work off your hangover and... It's good stuff. Was yeah. this the same week that the the yes. coach or whatever got arrested for? Yeah, the Buffalo Bills offensive line coach got arrested for beating up a, a young man <laughs> on a beach. The <laughs> O line coach goes six four. So, Oof. yeah. Well, I, I t- haven't seen an official age for the kid that he beat up, but I'm assuming it was a teenager. I told Eric that the kid was no doubt being a prick. <laughs> oh my god! Yes. So but, he pr- he probably had it coming. Same time, like nah, he's fine. Yeah, how about walking away? You nah. know, Man, he was probably a little sauced up. Probably, I guess. Why not? Vacation. Probably both were. Uh, it was over some uh, beach chairs. Oh, that's a good mm. thing to find. We've over. all been there. Yeah, wanted to throw some haymakers at some <laughs> teens over some beach chairs. Oh yeah. Uh, anyway, Dan, we did get one other piece of feedback from okay. Idaho Jake. Cool. Uh, via, via email. Nice. Hey guys, I rented Batman, and I agree with Dan. The Batmobile is awesome, and I actually prefer driving it over gliding. But all in all, a great game so far. Mm-hmm. As for my top game so far, I would have to say Witcher 3, Dying Light, Batman, Rocket League, and Ark. Uh-huh. I do feel like I'm missing one, and I'm sure you guys will mention it. I think my question of the week was in last week's feedback. Gotcha. Um, what was the question, Corey? Uh, well, we're there, so we might as well go right into okay. it, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the question of the week 
last two weeks, actually, was the protagonist of the last video game you beat is your new roommate. What do you do to accommodate mm-hmm. him or her? Jake's was AJ Gale, or Gale, I don't know, however you want to pronounce it, from Far Cry. That? Oh, Far Cry. Far oh. Cry 4. Um, he did send us something on Twitter about it. Let me pull it up. Well, in the meantime, Eric, while you're pulling that up, uh, I believe the last game I beat was Invisible Ink. Yes. So the protagonist is arguably Decker or one of one of the other. Yeah. Agents. Agents. Uh, so in considering the amount of hacking that goes on in that game, I would ensure there were no electronics in and around their bedroom uh, or mine. And I would make sure uh, they didn't have access to any of my computer systems or anything like that, because that would be frightening. Yeah, they would find, get all your data. Right. Yeah, that's another hard one, though. They you need more. You need like a Witcher or something for a good. Uh, they'd get all your nude selfies. My nude. My nude. <laughs> I was gonna make an inappropriate joke. Never mind. <laughs> Just make it. Who cares? No, yeah. no. I don't want the FCC to shut us down. Time's oh, okay. coming past for the joke now, Corey. Okay. Now it won't be funny. No. Um, he said AJ Gal from Far Cry 4, and he would eat with chopsticks and get gun racks and gun cabinets for every room. Nice. Oh, that's nice of him. That's how he restocks his ammo. Uh-huh. Gun racks? Gun cabinets. Gun cabinets. Yeah. Cool. Uh, me, I, I, I went with Batman, actually, because when you first asked the question, that was the first game I would have beaten or did beat. Um... And I don't know that we would we wouldn't stay in. Me and Batman would hit the town. Really? Oh yeah. Well, I would have him I'm too much of a wuss to like fight crime. So I would go out with Batman, fight some crime, and know he would protect me. So would you sit in the back the back seat that comes out? I'd watch, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd watch. Just take it in. Yeah, I would know that uh he would keep me safe and because like I said, I'm too much of a wuss to do that thing on my own, so Would um, it be Batman or would it be Bruce Wayne? It would be Batman. Batman. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it would have to be Batman. He's kind of a prick. Well, you <laughs> he is kind of a prick. Uh, I I because you play you play as Batman, you don't play as Bruce Wayne, really. You know how funny would it be if they made a Batman game where you were Bruce Wayne and you just walked <laughs> around and made business transactions, pass out your business card. Yeah, exactly. Do some, Maybe do some, that's Rocksteady's new project. Do some stock trading or whatever. Order some interns around. That'd be fun. But most of it is you you actually play Alfred and you drive him around? Yeah. As oh, a chauffeur. We're talking. Yeah. That's a new Show, take. Chauffeur Sim. <laughs> that's a new take. You chauffeur Bruce Wayne around to social events. Yeah. Let's yeah. do a Kickstarter for that game. <laughs> I think I'd rather kickstart a corned beef sandwich like that one guy did. It was potato salad. Potato salad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but then he went and threw like a potato salad party and donated the money and stuff. Uh, Dan, Jake says you could be the new Oracle. I could be the new Oracle. I'm not. I don't even know if I'm tech savvy enough to be the new Oracle. What's the Oracle? It's part of the game, Corey. Don't worry about it. You have to play it. Yeah, play. Well, no. I don't know. No, don't play it, but I can't tell you. <laughs> I think Corey would hate that, man. I just do. Well, I can't get it on PC. No. I heard not until September. That's when they think it's going to finally be fixed. Oh, my God. How do you drop the ball? 
that badly. It did, man. That's it, Dan. Okay. What about you, Eric? What was your... I don't know what the last game I beat was. I can it's call been too it, damn long. I can call it up right now. Oh, no, I'm not connected to the internet. Oh, I think these are saved for offline. Yep. Um, Battlefield Hardline, Hotline Miami 2. Ooh. The Order. Drugs and Weapons. Bayonetta 2, which we joked about. Uh, God, I don't even know. Drugs and weapons. Corey's right. Hotline Miami 2. Maybe that would be a good time to do our Adderall test. There you go. I'd bring a case of Adderall and maybe a paintball guns so we didn't kill anybody. Yeah. 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 I, I like could get out of hand. All right. I like that. Okay. Any other thoughts? Did you have anything? Uh, I have a very straightforward question for question of the week next week. Cool. What's your game of the year so far? Oh. Very simple. One one game. That's all I want to hear. Yeah. One game. And feel free to say why. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Okay. Uh, any other thoughts? Yeah. No, sir. It's okay. bedtime. It is bedtime. Well, no. Not for me. It's not. No. For most other people. It is for me. Is. Uh, that'll do it for episode 208 of Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Eric. Corey. Thanks for listening, and get out of my basement.